KOTK. From the KOTK Newsroom, here's your Northwest update. It's 12.30. I'm Tim Riley. Let's take a break from all the cruelty going on in the world and talk about something positive this newscast. Let's take a break from the KOTK Sunday School, featuring words to live by from His Holiness Pope John Paul II. Today, the Holy Father addresses the growing problem of pedophile priests. Thank you for those inspiring words, Your Eminence. You've been listening to the KOTK Sunday School. Featuring the alert and perky Pope John Paul II. For the Metro forecast for this afternoon, mostly sunny skies, highs in the 50s. Tim Riley in the KOTK Newsroom. FMDJs, yo, it's midday, so here's your fix. Just like regulars and consuming his chocolate check fix. Back harder than ever, going for hours strong. I still haven't perfected, looking like I'm working when it's on. How many unrelated observations can Rip make? Before Sarah slaps his ass for going over the break. And I don't even bother trying to call the show at all. Cause if my comments ain't funny, Rick will be losing my call. Never mind that they might not even answer the phone. Cause Scotty just hung over from being out, drinking alone. I'm pretty glad my thoughts and Tim Riley's are in the same place. Cause we both leave work and avoid the human race. When I'm not stealing cars from in front of Rick's place, I'm an old acquaintance searcher for Sarah on my face. So put your hands together for the man that cash the checks. Rick Emerson, bitches, radio, gangsta X. Radio, gangsta With your Rami, Daddy, and Seth. chiseled man huge cluster f she's a freak show she's like a three-legged pony rainbow uh jibbity jibbity shoes long johns tie yellow ribbon and uh gumbo there you go you just assemble a show out of that yourself what do you think you're looking at, sugar? T I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far. 
One big fiesta for illegal aliens and homosexuals. I'm huge. James Brown is dead. You're in the lion's den. Little round object in his mouth. <laughs> it was delicious. New direction. You could touch it. Filled with tentacles. Having your junk beaten with a rubber hose. It's okay. It's my DNA. Sarah X. Dillon, who, as of this moment right now, is filled with sausage. I did eat sausage. How many sausages did you have this morning? I had nine. You had... Hey, can I, uh, can I squirt some music your way? <laughs> enough is enough! He almost made me choke. And I'm not kidding. I like is to have one on either side, evenly balanced in my mouth. I accidentally say I'm gay all the time. It just hurts. It, it hurts and it's scary. Put the little round object. I like is to have one on either side, evenly balanced in my mouth. It was delicious. Oh, there's many things you can do with carrots. I hope you're not mad at me. P.S. You can touch it. I still see it in my mind. We were a yeah. lesbian couple. You can strap yourself in. The booby doctor is in. Patty cake. Once it comes out of my mouth, it's too hard to put it back in. I'm all up in his grill. How's your woodcock doing? Oh, my darling little woodcock. You are a massive tool. I barely knew her. Thank you so much. of refined and subtle wit, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the hallmark of the Rick Emerson radio program and its many incarnations on AM radio. That was really good. Well, it's hard to go wrong when you've got such great source material. Really, it, you really have to work extra hard uh, it, it, just to make that not fantastic, Brenda. Why, hello, it is 10 minutes and 15 seconds after the hour of 11 in this, the month of March, in the year of our Lord, 2009. Thank you for coming along and making a part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed, yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM 970, The Talker. This, my friends, is the Rick Emerson radio program, an excursion into amusements of all varieties. Thank you for coming by. It is 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. 
970. I could have done that all day, by the way. I had about 40 more minutes of stuff. I haven't even gotten any of the Richard Quest stuff. You're such a nerd. I, I, I haven't even found the snicky and snacky, wacky and cracky <gasps> You thing. found that and you didn't play it? Uh, it's, back in my, uh, it's back in my computer. And it was so agonizing. Here's the other thing I didn't play. I didn't play any of the the, the drunk Scotty J stuff. Where he was in the middle of ice. Oh, the day that I had to call him a cab and take him home? No, no, no. That's a different day. There were plenty of those days. <laughs> I'm talking about when he was at the Vanilla Ice Show. And oh, yeah. And he was just when muttering. He ignoring Dave Cassidy's phone call. Just, just muttering incoherently to himself. Uh, I'm Scotty J. You tonight. Alan, the event. It is uh, Wednesday, and welcome to day 12. Today is our last broadcast here in middays. Right here on AM 970 to talk, or the Rick Emerson radio program moves to mornings on Rock 101 KUFO tomorrow morning, ladies and gentlemen. FM, no static at all. That's what I'm saying. 100,000 so, watts of power. After, power in the mountain <laughs> so after more than a decade of broadcasting on AM radio here in Portland, and almost all of that in this time slot, uh, some of it in late mornings, early middays when we were over at, the, at, at Max, but... But most of it has been right here in the midday slot. And so that has been 11 years this year. So today is our final show in this time slot on this station on the AM dial. As of tomorrow, that is Thursday, March 12, 2009. As of tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you will find us on Rock 101 KUFO mornings 5 till 9. There you go. All right. A.M. <laughs> 5 a.m. We're, we're leaving a.m. for a.m., as it were. So, in any event, as we uh, proceed today, I'm going to give you the phone number right up top here. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Uh, you can also email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at RickEmerson.com, Sarah at 970.am, Tim at 970.am. Boy, it feels good to say it again. Tim at 970.am. Although I'm saying that, I don't even know if that actually works. No, it, it's Tim at KUFO. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Fancy. Oh. we got a KUFO address already. Do we have KUFO addresses, You might. Mm-hmm. Ask Will. I don't think they bothered to tell me yet. So, Tim at KUFO.com. Or Richie with a T, uh, presumably at KUFO.com. But for uh, today, Tim uh, uh, Richie at 970.am. All right, it is 503-733-2970. So a lot of stuff, uh, obviously, to get to today. And when I say a lot of stuff... We have KUFO addresses. Do we? Are they up? Are they up and running? I just sent an email to myself at sarah at KUFO.com, and it just popped in my inbox. Fantastic. Yay! All right. So as of today, sarah at KUFO.com, tim at KUFO.com, richie with a T at KUFO.com. I will uh, still be reachable, rick at... RickEmerson.com. So that is all as of now. Fantastic. Um, so we have a lot of stuff to do today, but but at the same time, it's not a lot of stuff. It really is going to be, I, I think, expanded versions of a, of a few basic things today. Um, I think first and foremost, we're going to continue to get uh, to take your phone calls or talk to uh, talk to people who are maybe just kind of hearing this news or have questions about it. We should say that coming up at the bottom of this hour, coming up at 11:30 today, about 15 minutes from now. We're going to have a one-time-only segment, at least on this uh, version of the show on this station, called Ask Chris Paddock. 
And so a lot of people have had uh, queries or inquiries or things they want to know about the new show, things they want to know about how we're going to sound on KUFO, what's going to move over, what's not. Is the show going to be different? Is it going to be the same? Is it going to be sort of a hybrid of what we've done in the past, what we're doing now? Is it going to be, you know, what is the general tone of the show going to be? What? How does Rick Emerson see himself entertaining the people in mornings? So if you have these questions, and I know you do, about 15 minutes from now, we're going to be doing Ask the KUFO Program Director with Chris Paddock. And it'll be right here at 503-733-2970. We will also uh, spend a few minutes with Lisa Desjardins from CNN. We'll also talk to Steve Kastenbaum. Uh, those guys are all going to be making the transition with us. So uh, starting tomorrow, you'll be here. Uh, they will be uh, part of the new show as well. Because it's not really going to be a new show. It's going to be this show uh, earlier and on a different station, but it's going to be the same show nonetheless. So Lisa's going to be part of that. Jim Roop, all those guys are kind of uh, transitioning along with this because nobody changes anymore. You don't change. You move, but more frequently, you transition. Occasionally, you segue. Sometimes, you evolve. Uh, we talked to Jim Roop yesterday and had a long, just a long, really fantastic conversation with that guy. And I have to tell you that I, I, I don't really know that this is the case. This is my suspicion. I mean, he'd, be, he'd really be the one to have to tell us about this. I deeply suspect that about half the times uh, that we have talked to Jim Rube over the last couple of years, he was kind of secretly off the clock already anyway, but was just talking to us out of the goodness of his heart because I found out that he actually, he told us yesterday he goes to bed at around 11.30 or midnight and then gets up at 3.30, he's at CNN by 4, and then was sometimes still talking to us at like 2 in the afternoon, which is 10 hours later, so... I think that he might have just been indulging us all this time. That'll be me tomorrow. <laughs> yes, it will, Tim Riley. Yes, it will. I should write down those hours. Jesus. Uh, write down those hours and make a note to yourself not to hit snooze several times when the alarm clock goes off. And you might actually put... Here's the other I'm thing. I'm putting the alarm clock in my living room and then one in my bedroom. You might have to walk all the way across my house in order to turn off. I, I have one that shouts, yes, really, get up. <laughs> That's what I was going to suggest. That you put a big note in front of it going, no, it's not a joke. You, you are not dreaming this. You really need to get up. So, uh, and I have to walk a dog before I come in. That's that's the other thing, because Lauren has typically been the early riser in our house, uh, because you know you know I you know I got stuff to do, but I'm I'm not coming into work until uh, you know like probably eight thirty something or something nine o'clock depending on what I'm doing or if I'm in Beaverton taping uh, Outlook Portland, you know it's just, I'm leaving there, but I'm still not you know I'm not having to show up here at like the the crack of dawn or anything. So Lauren has been the one who has to get out of bed, you know really before you know before I do, but. I mean, you know how this is. You got to bed. That's when the dogs decide the day has begun. Like, there's no sneaking out of the bed at 3 in the morning, and then the dog's kind of going, that's ah, fine. No, I'm looking at the clock right now. We don't need to be up for another three hours. When you get up and get out of bed, that's like go time uh, for the pets in your household. So I got to factor all of that into my uh, morning routine. Now. I got to take the dogs outside, and the fact that I got to be walking them up and down the street and so forth. And that's going to be a lot of fun, by the way. I'm already looking forward to like when it's raining ice next November. I'm sta- standing at three in the morning in the pitch black with like a dog in each hand, just sitting there going, oh, "God, I wish I was dead." So it's going to be very exciting. But and that starting tomorrow, you don't have to wear like button-up shirts and stuff to work every day, right? Uh, no, I, I actually don't have. In fact, I think actually, technically speaking, as of today, I think I could. I think I could just like dress like a slob. Oh, you're gonna look normal again. Yay! Thank God. You know, I like to think that I look okay now. You look fine, but you don't look like you. You mean because I'm wearing something respectable? Mm-hmm. Well, that is true. I will say this actually: that my wardrobe has really transitioned over the last. See, there I am again, transitioning, evolving, moving forward, segueing. My wardrobe has really changed since I've been here at 970 because when we came here to AM 970. 
along with that, I uh, took over the program uh, director duties. We don't really talk about a, a lot on the air, and uh, it, we don't really, really care. But it, the thing is, the thing you learn if you are a program director who also has a radio show is you don't want to talk about it too much because then the hours you're on your air, uh, you're on the air, that just becomes. Then your show effectively becomes the de facto complaint line for everything people don't like about the rest of the day. So you're trying to take calls to talk about you know whatever, and the guy's going, eh, "I got a question about that John and Jeff show." Now uh, you know, and then they just they want to go on some long uh, rambling speech about it. So we really talk about that a whole lot. But since I've been here at CBS, I've been doing the program director thing, which means, and for a lot of that up until uh, about a month ago, I was upstairs in the office directly next to the general manager. So you're just constantly in the line of fire. You never know when he's going to come by with, you know, less moon vest or somebody. And this is Rick Emerson, who's wearing a shirt that says Death Tongue. Well, don't worry about him. I'll fire him. So I, so I had to try to sort of look respectable. And I finally moved downstairs about a month ago. But again, I was thinking, you know, you the, the, you're going to the meetings with, you know, the other you know, management types, you know, the client meeting or something, or you're like you're going to some sales conference or whatnot. But I had to look all uh, all decent and presentable. Those days are over. <laughs> As of tomorrow, I'm not even going to bathe. I'm not, and I'm going to come in here just covered in stains just every single day. So, um, so coming up in about ten minutes, we will have Ask the KUFO Program Director your chance to talk to Chris Paddock, uh, who uh, heads our sister station Rock 101 KUFO, which will be the new home of the Rick Emerson Radio Program as of tomorrow. We are uh, joined today, as always, by the lovely and talented Sarah Stillen. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm getting excited for tomorrow. How are you? I'm so excited. Very, very thrilling. Well, probably because I didn't have to wake up at 3 a.m. today. Yeah. <laughs> I would say you're going to be excited tomorrow. Uh, I am. I yeah. I already am. Like I'm not even. I'm not even dreading waking up early. I'm really looking. That's what we're to aiming it. for right now. We're aiming for don't dread. Mm-hmm. That's really where our phasers are set uh, today. So it really be fine. It's just the, just the hardest part will be just physically. That, that's what it was at Coin and on ninety four seven. Like the hardest part is just physically getting out of bed. Oh, see, I, fr- I keep forgetting about that actually. Yeah, I did mornings for like three years. <sighs> see, and I did. That's just like the thing we're blocking it all out. Just like we block out the whole intercom experience. And you were a traffic babe on TV too, weren't you? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, that was that was such the most though because it, not only did you have to be up early, but I had to like look decent. I was gonna say and that was awful. And I had bad lighting on you, so and it didn't make any lighting, so, Yeah, yeah, so I always looked terrible. Or that was gonna be uh, my thing. Is, uh, oh. Really, just sort of uh, traffic babe in a relative sense, because didn't they tell you like, look, and uh, about that hair? Uh, how do you feel Which about? Which is an industry term, by a, the way. I was in a solid. I think about a solid curtain of brown around your head, Sarah. How do you feel about wearing a lot of button-up pantsuits? God, I look so. Oh, I can't even, like, watch videos or anything of me yeah. from that time period. I was just so miserable. Oh, But anyway. Point to the picture with a fly on the lens. <laughs> <laughs> so you did. Uh, so you were doing mornings on, on K&RK, and then you were doing mornings on COIN. And that, both of those for, uh, like, a year. And you were still doing coin, uh, mornings on COIN when you were, when you were on mm-hmm. this show again. I forgot about that. Yeah, for about, like, four months there was a crossover, I think. Jesus. So it's only been, like, two years since you've done mornings. Tim, and then you did, you were getting up early to do the did news during... Um, when you were doing like, or when I you were doing the Imus news, and that was in like 2004, 2005. I almost forgot about that. Yes, <laughs> yes. It, you know what it is? It's like speaking in a room to yourself. That's like one of those. That's uh, so depressing. That, that was. <laughs> that's one of those uh, memories that you have, like from your childhood, where you almost forget it. You've almost blocked it out, but then it just comes back in a flood of horrible images at 2 a.m. in the morning. So you guys have done mornings within the last four or five years. So I'm actually the Namby ass here, because mm-hmm. I'm the one that I, I haven't had to get up and do a morning drive show since 1996, I think. So really, so it's just going to be. Really, the bullet eating is all going to be on on this side of the table. Okay. I, I haven't been on the FM since 1996. Is that true? Yeah. 
That's the last time you were employed by an FM radio station. Correct. Yes. What station was that? What was, what was the format? What were you doing? Uh, Kay and Ventura. That was okay. So Kay was the last time you were doing FM radio. That was a jock. Wow. Jesus. All right. Well, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be something, and I mean that in the best possible way. It's just at this point. You know what it is? At this point, it's like you're. This is like that hit thing about when you're. You, you talk about the, the, the blind man in a room with an elephant, and the one guy is like describing the leg, and the other guy is describing like the, the the skin, and the other guy is describing the tail, and nobody really knows what it looks like because they can only see the component pieces. It's like right now we are so close to it that I can really only see the texture. Just the full enormity of it, uh, I think, is just is just kind of dawning on us because we're right up against it. So it's going to be. Mm. It is going to be pretty fantastic. We're looking forward to it. So that is tomorrow morning. This program moves to morning drive on. Rock 101 KUFO, our sister station. So as part of that, so a couple bits of business today. One, uh, we will be welcoming uh, Rock 101 KUFO program director Chris Paddock into the studio here after this uh, break. We'll take a break here in a few minutes. And it'll be your chance to ask the KUFO program director. So if you've got a question, something you've been wondering about, a query, a concern, this will be your chance to address that to uh, the man who can answer it with specificity and uh, definitiveness. So we've got that coming up. Also... Today's high concept topic. It is high concept Wednesday. So today's high concept topic, and I gave everybody. If you went through uh, my uh, space page, if you went through RickEmerson.com, you saw a little sneak preview for this, where uh, it was talking about the this issue of the first song that we're going to play, um, because the people have asked, is the Rick Emerson show? You know, we're going to have music when we go to KUFO. And the answer is absolutely, because we had, because just as we do here, to not have music. Well, that I mean, that's It'll the be thing. Rock and roll, won't it? <laughs> it was. It, 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 because to, to to no longer have music on the show would just be completely weird. I mean, that would just it would sound bizarre to me to no longer have music. So, I mean, a Rick Emerson show without music, as I think I said on my uh, blog, a Rick Emerson show without music would be like it's like Dean without Jerry. You know, it's moderately interesting, but there's just a there's just no snap to it, no razzle dazzle. So no, no, the music will continue, and so when we go to KUFO, we will music will remain an important part of the program. But but with that then comes this whole overwhelming just. The, the massive, daunting question of what's the first thing we're going to play, and I just and I don't even really know the answer to that. Uh, I don't even know how to how to begin unraveling that ball of musical yarn. So, uh, probably as the show progresses, we will take calls about it, and then we'll do a dedicated high concept topic later on uh, to this. Or the what should be the first uh, song that we play in KUFO? Because I got nothing. I have nothing. Zero. Um. All right. Uh, let's see here. What do we? Uh, let's just take a couple of these, and then we're going to take a break. Uh, and we'll come back with Chris Paddock on the other side. Tim Riley, uh, thoughts or observations here before we go to the phones? I was going to do a couple of headlines, as I always have, for one last time. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, working on the following stories for your edification, Tim Riley. Police say a man went on a smashing spree at the Gladstone Police Department last night, damaging windows and lights of three of the department's six patrol cars before police could stop and arrest him. Christopher Beale of Bellevue, last month, saw a man trying to rob a bank. He grabbed the robber, threw him on the floor, held the guy down until the police came. He's got to get an award today. And President Obama has signed an executive order creating a White House Council on Women and Girls. Bill Clinton may be running that. Excellent. Uh, hello, hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Hello, Rick, Sarah, and both. most of all, sorry about that, Tim. It's Mailman Brian. Hello. Hello, hello. sir. Hi. Hello. Good to talk to you guys. And Tim, especially to you. Boy, I've waited a long time to hear the headlines. Um, I just have a couple of three or four things real quick. So Monday's show, I was listening. I plugged in the show a little bit late, and I was only in for about 30 seconds listening, and I had to go and deliver a bunch of businesses. So I, I hear 
you talking, Rick, about, uh, well, you know, we really value the listeners. I'm going, holy, holy S, the show is going away. And I worked with that in my head for about 45 minutes. I got to tell you, it was the most stressful 45 minutes of my recent uh, Wait, life. are you talking about on, you're talking about on Monday? On this last Monday when you were talking about the changes coming. Ah, yes, yes. So I just heard that 30 seconds of the, you know, kind of dour drama queen thing, right? <laughs> my, so thanks a lot. My to, shameless attention whoring. Yeah, the, thanks a lot. That, I, I immediately, I was in such a miserable mood just about the same as when Tim left the show. Well, when he was like, oh, well, that's great. If there's one thing I like to be, sir, it's consistent. So if I can put you in a miserable mood every day, then I've done my job. Congratulations. Well, I can't wait to hear that in full FM stereo, too, by yes, the way. Yes. Uh, then the other thing, um, one thing that with the changing to the AM drive time is this is really going to mess up. Uh, I'm going to become a much dumber letter carrier because uh, no longer will I have my NPR fix. Uh, so thanks for that. Uh, but I will have you guys. Well, you know, if it makes you feel better, we'll try to get Ketzel Levine on the new show oh, every now and again. Maybe she can do some gardening tips. Maybe she can just come in and sort of glower at us angrily from the corner of the studio like Gollum. But don't uh, don't uh, discuss your process on, on the air. No, no. Um, and... Uh, Sarah, you'd mentioned that you were maybe going to ride your bike to work. Seriously? Maybe. Really? Well, that's almost certainly a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might. That's just not true. I'm going to say that right now. That's, that's a falsehood. Because the, the, how nice it would be, like, riding home you know, right. in the middle of the afternoon. Do you have lights for your bike? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. I have good. lights and a helmet. Because then you'd have to leave. I mean, well, I ride to work sometimes in the morning and it's dark, but it's fun. And um, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, yeah, um... Getting a valuable airtime on the last show, sir. I know, I had so much. And I guess one more thing to do on uh, the glorious AM band is uh, this one more thing right here. Oh, bastard. All right, well done. Well played, sir. One more, and then we'll take a break. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello, Rick Emerson. Hello, sir, Dylan. And hello, Tim Riley. Hello, sir. Hello, hi. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, if you guys were would have been staying on this uh, this time slot, Friday the 13th would have been uh, the birthday of the new Rick Emerson Show. That seems inauspicious. Perhaps it's better that we're moving on, uh, because as it is now, we're actually going to be uh, welcoming people to day 12, because it will, in fact, be March 12th. So, uh, My birthday this uh, this year is also Friday the 13th, and uh, yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple uh, it's not so unlucky for me, there's a, a good video game I like coming out, and then I heard that Katie Sackhoff's going to be a battle star on Friday. That she the, is. And then I heard that uh, Rick Emerson is moving to mornings with Tim Riley, so best birthday ever. Sarah it's a good week to be you, and sir. The whole Rick Emerson show. So yes. Best birthday ever. All right. Thank you, my friend. Uh, one more thing for Sarah. Did you get that thing I sent you about the, that douchebag from The Room? <laughs> oh, the movie The Room, not like an actual place. Was yeah. it t- the, which, which one did you say? Was it the Tim and Eric's awesome show thing? Yeah, it was the Tim and Eric thing. Dude, that is one of the funniest things. I called Rick last night. Oh, yeah. Sarah because... called me about this, this movie The Room that she's been watching, and I, she called me she's like, and there's an interview with the guy from the movie, and is it the director. The, so. the Pigman thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, that was hilarious. I'm gonna try to get Thank that movie watched this weekend, by the way, so that I can be like on the same same level as y'all in this uh, in this sense. All right. Thank you, my friend. Best show ever. All right. There you go. We'll take a break. Come back after this with Chris Paddock uh, for today's installment of Ask the KUFO Program Director. It's five zero three seven three three two nine seventy five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. Back after this. Don't go anywhere. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Than, you know, like the roads fixed. 
no, no, no. How much does it cost to have men kick a ball around? Just tell me. Let me let me write a check today. You'll find out. That's great. I'm excited. Hey, you know what? I've been paying for other kids' school and everything like for years with my taxes. I don't mind paying for something I enjoy. Well, at least they have beer there, so fair enough. Mm. All right. If it's another venue for alcohol, then everyone can get behind it, Sarah. It's 503-733-3970. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. This is our last program in this time slot on this radio station. As of tomorrow, the Rick Emerson Show moves to mornings on our sister station, Rock 101 KUFO. Rock 101 KUFO. As of tomorrow, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. And you can find out more at KUFO.com, RickEmerson.com, SarahXillen.com, RileyLive.com, 970.am, blah, da blah, da blah, da blah. Coming up later on, we'll talk to senior radio correspondents Lisa Desjardins, Steve Kastenbaum, our friend Dave Schmidtke, uh, one of the fine folks who has helped us um, in the absence of Tim Riley, low these past 90 days. He will be stopping in later on. We'll continue to get your calls. We'll do High Concept Wednesday. We'll be addressing the issue of what is the first musical composition that Rick Emerson should play in his new morning show. So we will uh, talk about all of that. It is now time to welcome uh, our good friend Christopher Paddock to the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Hello, sir. Hello. I, wow. I had to make sure I was on the right mic. Uh, so Chris Paddock is the uh, Program Director, Operations Manager, Overlord, Honcho, Grand Inquisitor. Uh, yeah, apparently yeah, they just keep giving me more call letters. More, <laughs> more and more. Um, so it is uh, 503-733-2970. If you've got a question, a query, an inquiry, a concern, an observation, uh, some sort of uh, rumination or pondering you would like to direct at Chris Paddock, Program Director for KUFO, this is the time to do that. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. If you would like to ask Chris Paddock a question, because we've had, well, and what we're sort of trying to do, and we were doing this yesterday and the day before, is to take some of the questions that have been asked you know, kind of over and over that they frequently asked questions and sort of address them right here at the outset just so everybody can kind of have uh, you know can have all that stuff uh, handled so there's and I want to been... specify too please don't ask me relationship questions or anything like that damn that's not what I'm I'm here to oh, now there's just going to be nothing if you'd like to know some trivia that may be you know stupid trivia I might know that all right or we can just talk about the many things that the Wonder Twins would transform into yeah, that, in yeah. fact, didn't really seem plausible given what we know about those characters. Such as the fact that he was turning into, what did you say he was turning into? Uh, we were watching, watching the an Wonder episode Twins? the other night, and Zan actually screamed out, form of gelatin dessert. Did he specify what flavor? No. It was just but like it was purple, so of, I'm guessing grape. We, and that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I know that I'm imposing yeah. rules and order on the Wonder Twins, who have a space monkey named after spitting, but... It, like typically, the deal is that she can t- that that with the, that Jaina can turn into an animal. Yes, but that Zan turns into a water-based. He was uh yeah water steam. Uh, he turned into an ice bench at one point. Yes. There was somebody needed to sit ice down. Ice crowbar. <laughs> but but yeah. gelatin is actually. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, like not even in the world of the Wonder Twins like does it make any sense. Gelatin dessert. But I mean, the, because they require, can't say Jello. Does it require ground-up horse hooves? <laughs> yes, it does. It requires so that aspic. Part, that's a part of Jaina. Right. Gina probably gave her hoof. Form of my sister's <laughs> hooves. All right. And it requires sugar, by the way. And there's no explanation That's for where that would come carried from. around in the bucket. Because he's not just saying, like, form of gelatin. He's actually specifying form of a gelatin dessert, which requires all kinds of extraneous ingredients that are not really part of the classic Wonder Twins universe, as I understand it. Chris we Adams. really could go for hours. All right. But and by won't. the way, don't call up with questions about the Wonder Twins. Yeah, we're you. not going to. All right. All right. Say these in no particular order. Hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson radio program. What's up? Hello, hi there. Hello. Hello. 
Yes, hello, hi. Yes, it's you. Hey. Hey. <laughs> no, this, uh, I think something screwed up because this isn't for Paddock. This is for Rick and Sarah. I just won last time on 970. I wanted to know if they knew what my choices for bread were. Oh, your choices for bread. I absolutely know what those are, sir, and I'd be happy to, uh, I'd be happy to list all those now. What kind of, you know, what, what are my choices for bread? And she said, white wheat, sourdough, English muffin bagel. Right on. That's all I need to know, you guys. English muffin bagel. All right. Have we answered your question and eased your mind, sir? Right on. Best show ever. Good luck, guys. Thank you, my friend. All right. There you go. There's going to be a lot of that. Now, well, apparently that'll just keep on going. Yes, Hi, you're on the, uh, and I'm just uh, taking these without really looking at the screen here. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. What's up? Thanks for not looking, Rick. Uh, just wanted to say ground up horses. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Well, that's the uh, that's the sort of wordplay that really uh, they, they capture the attention of CBS upper management, sir. Genius. Yes. Hey, also, I just wanted to say, you know, I spent the last, I don't know, three, four years in a metal shop trying to get, hear you guys on the AM radio. And there's, like, metal things around, and you get no reception. I am so pleased you guys are going to FM. I can't even stand it. We actually heard. Um, I clap for that. Somebody emailed us the other day, and I, I forget exactly who it was, but I, and I got, I've gotten several emails like this. Somebody said they, they did the thing of listening through the static, you know, where they, because they changed offices and they moved to a different building, and the signal comes in and it's all by the time it gets to them, and and it was like doing the best she possibly could to listen to the show, but it was just like it was just like listening through some sort of aural fog, and the uh, which is a thing that AM stations I mean, just everywhere they do with every time you drive underneath a, a stoplight, you just lose the signal. So. Uh, we are now at 20 times the power. Yes. All right. We feel the power. What worked out pretty good was I have a radio going fairly loud, and then I have headphones, so I have twice the chance to get you. And by the way, it's, it is entirely appropriate, sir, that as we're moving to Rock 101 KUFO, we're actually going to be beaming the show to you working in a metal shop. Yes. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Excellent. All we don't right. have a metallurgist on staff either, so maybe we might be calling on you. <laughs> An alchemist. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, have a good day. Uh, last show ever on 970. Best show ever. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. There you go. All Beautiful. Right. Fantastic. By the way, that'll give us endless opportunities to use the Star Wars. It is, I believe it is time we demonstrate the full power of this station thing. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. It's Ask the KUFO Program Director. Is this me? Yes, it is. Hello, oh, sir. Awesome, Rick. That doesn't count as your question. Yes? Hey, uh, question for the man, uh, AZ. Are you still going to be doing that? AZ. Well, we've been having some discussions about uh, how the CBS Radio Theater will be working into the fabric of the Rick Emerson show on KUFO. Oh, we do. don't. Well, yeah, we'll just you know be patient with us. But I think we want to get the first show under our belt. But we are certainly uh, that is in the mix, if you will. All right. Thanks. All right. Say so evolve. Rick, I'm yeah, still working on getting you in an F-18 or maybe even Fat Albert. I'm. Fat Albert? Wait, yeah. the actual character? You want to have him wear the skin of Fat Albert? No, the... Uh, Am I at home asleep right now? Here. What's going on in this call? I'm sorry, sir. Go oh, ahead. I was trying to tell Rick that. I'm still trying to get you in an F-18 or a C-130 call. Oh. Okay, no, no. This is the guy. All right, this was going to be in August, right? Yeah, well, it doesn't look like it's going to happen right now. Is it not going to happen at all? Trying, this is a guy who was going to... The, uh, it was the Blue Angels or the Thunderbirds, sir? The Blue Angels, and there was a whole thing of, like, at one point, uh, he called, he kind of put me on the spot, he called him, and he's like, hey, so, if I can contrive to have you, in, you know, fly up with the Blue Angels in a jet, would you do that? And it and it was one of those things where I just said, it's like pulling off a bandit, where I just said, yes, but before I had time to really think You didn't think through. about it, would you do that, though? Yes. I mean, I'm sort of committed think, to, well, I mean, Does it count as wacky radio stunt? No, I don't, I, wacky or not, I mean, even if it was not, you know, on the radio or not, that's a, a life. Seriously, I mean, how can yeah. you not, how can you not we'll do that? We'll just play I mean, uh, Van Halen's dreams throughout the entire... Please, uh, please do. That'd be <laughs> fantastic. How about standing on top of the world? <laughs> All right, so I'm 
I'm still trying right. to do that, Rick. Okay? Right on. And you and me, front seat together during uh, World War Z. Excellent. Uh, color me there, sir. You're buying the popcorn. Of course. All right. Thank All you, my thank friend. Thank you for your question. All right, everybody. Right. Go. Right thank on. you. I would so. be too freaked out to fly with the Blue Angels. Well, me too, which is why I said yes immediately, because now I'm locked into it. Like, mm-hmm. as, like as a man, now I have, to, I have to follow through. Whereas, like, the hot air balloon thing... Uh, we had a listener who was like, hey, do you want to go up in a hot air balloon? And mm-hmm. and whatever. And I think I just said, I think I kind of weaseled out. I was like, I don't know, I'll get back to you. Which, of course, means that's like when you ask your mom if you can do it. Can Johnny sleep over? Why, Let me think about it. Why did you say yes to that? Because I just don't. Because here's the thing. It's like, for some reason, the hot air balloon is much more terrifying than the supersonic jet. Why? Because Because, it, first of all, you're up there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you're just sort of, and you're up there, and it's peaceful enough that your mind has time to wander. And you can think... How strong are these ropes, really? And again, you're also standing in a basket. Yeah. yeah. Made out of think reeds, about, yeah, basically. Think about I mean, that. you're standing like into a crevasse. It's a bundle of sticks yeah. shaped into a carrying device. Yeah. Whereas the jet, I mean, let's just be honest, let's just all just speak as adults here. If things go poorly, that'll, you know, that, that's going to resolve itself. He died in a bizarre ballooning <laughs> accident. I don't want to go out faucet style. No. No. No, no. Uh, Steve Fawcett, everybody. I, uh, no. I, I'd really, I'd rather go out Steve Austin. Yes. Uh, style. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello, uh, Chris. How many hours with a uh, transvestite hooker do we have to buy for you to get all three hours of Phil Hendry live? I'll oh, my answer off the fluff. Oh, wow. Transvestite hookers. Well, there will be no transvestite hookers, but I will tell you that there will be, a, I believe, live Phil Hendry coming up. Is that a tease? Yes, it is. All right. There you go. Chris Patrick. Because that guy was teasing. Oh, by the way, well, we should also just say this uh, in response to a lot of other questions. We're talking to Chris Paddock. He's the uh, program director of uh, Rock 101 KUFO, where this program is going to be uh, airing beginning tomorrow, Thursday, March 12th, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. We should say that you actually are, we are transitioning into a new era here at AM 970, and you're going to be taking over the program uh, director duties for this station as well. Yes, the baton is being passed uh, right here. Can I just tell you? On the radio. I'm just saying, it's been like swinging three bats or something in the warm-up. I thought you were going to say something else for a second. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about when I, I say swinging yeah, three you know bats, I mean? don't you, Paddock? I know. Uh, because having been here both as the, you know, the guy doing this show and then also as the program director, it's just, you know, there's a lot of plates to be spinning yeah, at yeah, once. Yeah, I mean, so you're, you look like you're... And you're basically programming the entire city at this point. So no, you know what well, I'm talking about. But it's, God forbid. Uh, I just, it, it will be interesting to, to really to have... The show as the thing we're doing, yes. And then beyond that, you know, being able to focus all my energy in the show and not, you know, not that I, I haven't yeah, enjoyed. We don't need to be thinking about all, weird, all the other stuff. But it, believe me, we are trying to be very respectful to the history of AM970 and also uh, the, the legacy that Rick has built. And I do want to let everyone know, as we wean you off the teat of AM radio, Rick Emerson will be airing in a recap form the KUFO program that will premiere tomorrow at five o'clock. Make sure you're tuning in to Rock 101 KUFO. It will replay here on AM 970 uh, tomorrow morning. So I'm some sort of an utter? I guess so. I'm some sort of an you're, utter that is... You're a swinging utter. Hi. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. How can I help you? Hey, Rick. Hello. Yes. Is this guy your boss? I, I guess that's so, that, right? In some but weird... I, I don't... I think we're... I, I like to say co-conspirator. I like to think here, <laughs> sir, that we have sort of a... Uh, we have sort of a flat hierarchical uh, yeah. system here. Yeah. I like to think that we're all brothers no under rules. the skin. There are, there's no hierarchy. Sir, I'm the... I like to vision, envision myself as being the Judge Dredd uh, of radio, really. I, I, I am the, the law. version, not Stallone. No, I was going Stallone, but that's okay. okay. No, I, uh, I like to think that I make my own rules, sir, not unlike uh, Dennis Rodman. Lone Wolf. Uh, this is uh, this is really appropriate because about ten years ago, on your last day on another radio station, 
you got fired, and I happened to be the first caller. On Which that. firing was this? <laughs> I don't remember what station. It was about 10 years ago, and your boss happened to call in on the radio station to talk to you, and <laughs> I was really upset. And so I called in, and you had a different uh, producer at the time. I forget his name, but he was a riot also. But anyway, so... Your, your 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 boss was had just come back from a or was at a, attending a convention up in San, uh, Seattle. Oh, I know. No, this was in ninety. This was in uh, God. When the hell was this? This would have been early two thousand one. You're talking about that's that's when I was doing. Yeah, that's when I was downtown. Yeah, that's the show you're talking about there. Yeah, and I called him and I started calling him a hypocrite. I was just livid. I was yeah, this was to... just for those. Just, let me just back up for those who don't don't really know what you're talking about. Here, the backstory in this is. I used to work for this guy who, uh, there's this term in, in radio, and Tim will know what I'm talking about here, when you are hotlined, and the hotline is just what it sounds like. It's like a bat phone. It's, it's, it's a, a, a direct line that goes to the studio that is not a public number. It's not given out on the air. Yeah, sometimes you don't even know the number. Exactly. It's a, it, it is essentially a secret phone number that is reserved for the engineer or for you know the, the program general manager. The general manager. If there's an emergency or if there's a technical problem or if there's something that needs to be handled like right now, it is effectively an emergencies only number. And a lot of times in a radio station, if you look down at the phones, it'll have a special red light that goes off so you can't miss it. Or I've worked in studios where there was, in fact, a huge row of red light bulbs above the studio door, sort of like a makeup mirror, like one of those cosmetics mirrors that's ringed with, with lights. And so when the hotline would ring, it would be like you were in a tanning booth. It would just, and it would go on, wow. and you just... And I used to, I've worked for more than one PD that would just hotline me for no readily apparent reason, like just to ask if there was coffee made, like for the next day or something. <laughs> hey, I just got up, I'm coming to do morning. Is there some Joe? Hey, go check. And the, re the way he would find out is not like by rolling his fat ass in a little earlier and checking. He would be call the hotline. And so I'm sitting there and I'm trying to amuse uh, the people or play Madonna records or something. And these, this whole bank of red lights would go on <laughs> on the other side of the studio. And then you're just afraid that something bad has happened. And it really is just a jackass calling in to find out if you know if you're gonna have like, like if you're gonna have his bunny slippers ready for him at the door or something. So, this guy, about ten years ago, had I was on the air talking about something or other, and he disagreed with something I was saying, some some mm. stance I'd taken on something. And so he called up not like as a kooky sort of a bit or like where Phil Hendry is he, arguing he with was David really, Hall or something. Really angry. He called up as, it, like losing all perspective on the situation and started screaming at me on the air. And so then I was screaming. Really? Yeah, do, then you, I, do you remember what it was about? I, it was about I. It was about something or other. It was about some. Uh, it was about some some. He he was a hippie. So I mean, he was like this. Here's this guy. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I'll sum this up for you. Here's this guy in a nutshell. This guy in a. This this is a microcosm of his whole deal. But this is an angry hippie. He was an angry hippie, and I would and I can say this stoned quite a lot of the time. But this is this guy in a nutshell. He called me at one point, uh, I was getting ready to go on the air one morning, and he called me, and he got, we got to this point where he was demanding that I run everything by him before I would go on the air. And it was just a whole lot of like, you know, it's, that sounds like a whole lot of bad. It was bad. Why, you know, it's like that thing in the, behind the music where you see the band that signed the deal young, and they're like, and then creative differences became apparent. And then sure. they showed John Kaladner, and they're going, you got to write a power ballad. <laughs> this guy was my Kaladner, but not funny. Um, and anyway, so we got to the point where he was like, I was having to run all this crap by him. And it's a long time ago, but... um. So I'm talking to him one morning. He goes, so uh, what are you going to talk about on the show today? And this is right as the second season of The Sopranos are getting ready to start. And it was really just a, the zenith of the buzz about that sure. show. And I said, well, you know, the, the second season of The Sopranos is coming up this Sunday. It's going to be a big deal. I'm going to talk about that. And, you know, there's a huge buzz. Talk about mafia culture and why it's so big in America and whatever. And the enduring legacy of The Godfather. And he cuts me over and he goes, 
He goes, no, that's a, that's a bad topic. People, uh, people don't really watch television. Rick. <laughs> that's the line. That's the quote. The guy he goes, people don't really, this is off the air. He goes, people don't really watch television. And the reason he said that is because he didn't yeah. own a TV. Sure. He owned no television. And so therefore, in his world, no one watched television. Yeah. And so that's that guy. And that was about two weeks uh, before I got fired. What's so. that jackhole doing? You know, I hate to even have to say this out loud. He is, in fact, retired, independently wealthy, and living in Hawaii. Uh, of course he well, is. Yeah. Well, he was, he was a, a total jerk that day. And, mm. and so he, when I was yelling at him saying, you know, I was a jerk, too, I guess he thought. But I'm saying, you're a hypocrite. You're coming back from this convention of freedom, and you let it, you're shutting off, uh, you know, Rick off the show. And he goes, well, you he probably said, contributed to my firing, so thanks well, for that. Thanks for adding fire, fired. sir. So you uh, already lost your job, and so there's nothing to lose. And I'm so he's yelling, "Get him off the air! Get him off the air! Shut him off!" So good times. Congratulations, Rick. That you. I mean, this is a a big day, and this is. I'm glad that you're moving on and not getting shut off. All so. right. Thank you, my friend. Sure. All right, there Thank you go. You. There's uh, that guy. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's Ask the KUFO Program Director. Question for the KUFO program director. Oh, we should I, know, by the way, Matt for the Houston. I love your show. For the for the Lee casual Horsley. listener, we know we have a kind of a rule here, like no wacky names, no wacky, yeah, wacky that's voices. That's really his name. And we pressed this guy really hard the first time he called up. He's like, "I'm Matt Houston," and I was like, "Uh huh, right, okay, whatever. Let me let me go get the computer babe <laughs> online, and then you can jump into bed with two hot chicks at the end of the episode and go <laughs> at the camera, JT Lancer style." <laughs> His yeah. name, in fact, is Matt Houston. That is awesome. All right. And if I were Lee Horsley, I'd change my name to yeah. Matt Houston legally. All right. Well, he, he should. You ought to star in a show called Lee Horsley. That, that would be better. And yeah. that would have saved me a lot of uh, ribbing when I was about uh, in about seventh grade. Yeah. But, well, well. That doesn't matter now. Hey, my question is about I, – I, I only listen to this radio station. I don't listen to the music radio. If I want to listen to music, they've got CDs for that or iPods. What, so, what is, what's in your CD collection? I'm just curious. What's in it? Yeah. Uh, well, there's about 600 CDs with everything from, uh, I don't know. What was the last thing you uh, actively listened to? In other words, what was the last thing, didn't come up on, uh, sh you know, Shuffle or whatever, the last thing you you, you made a conscious decision to listen to? Um, well, I'm embarrassed to say this, but... Uh, Gregorian the, Chance. The, <laughs> the other day in the shower, I listened to uh, the Bee Gees Greatest, the two... D that, that's a good album. Nothing to be ashamed uh, nothing, of there, Nothing wrong sir. with that. It's great pop music. No, no, no. I was listening to Rush's Signals on the way into work today. Wow. Well, that's pretty good pop music. Yeah, I mean, it's not the greatest, but it's a no. high school thing. Uh, but so, okay, so you listen just basically to AM radio? Exactly. Mostly. So, so when, I, when I heard that this show, which is actually the reason I quit my job in 2006 was so that I could listen to this show, um, I... The, when I when I heard that it was going to be moving to KUFO, I thought, you know, great, congratulations, I'm I'm happy for for the whole crew, and that's fantastic. But I, but I, at the same time, I was wondering, so how how much does this broaden their market? Can you can you kind of tell me uh, what what the the audience, uh, I guess, listenership is of KUFO? Chris, who oh, is the KUFO wow. listener? Wow. Well, okay, you're asking me like a lot of very in-depth like number of cum questions, would which you, I don't have. In a, it's like the hotline number, not committed to memory. Would you just like us to uh, to send Sarah Wagner over with a sales kit, sir, and we can uh, we can sign you to an annual? <laughs> I, 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 to be quite frank, I didn't realize that that was such a complex question. No, well, well, it? I, it's it's just it's like one of those things that it, with with our new uh, yeah. What are you trying to? I mean, what you, I'm trying to get to the what is it you're trying to figure out here? Uh, what I'm trying to figure out is if if you could say now we will be reaching. A uh, hundred times more humans. 
I think we will be re- reaching a hundred times more uh, well, uh, the humanity. Well, and the, like cool. truthfully, yeah. it's like twenty times, right? Like, well, I mean, the signal, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like what the signal, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's twenty much, times you know. what the cum is here. But I would, say, I'll say this. I'll actually jump into this point. You tell cool. me if I'm saying something yeah. that's not true. I won't. If you listen, uh, you know, to this show, I, we've said for the longest time that we have kind of a rock sensibility on the show, right. uh, you know, and just the general tone and the vibe in the show and the whatever. And as KUFO especially. Uh, over the over the past, you know, since you've been here. How long have you been here? How long have you been here? a year and four months. Yeah, so I mean, uh, so since Panda got here, KUFO has actually, you know, has evolved in in some ways with the tone totally. of it. And yeah. I, yeah. so this station, especially our show and KUFO, are actually really similar already, especially if you're familiar with uh, Cord and Fatboy. They're probably the most obvious example. Yeah, they, That's they the kind of mirror the show a little bit. Yeah. Point of comparison. Yeah. So, you know, the, the two stations are pretty similar uh, already. You know, it's the it's a sensibility that... Uh, here's the problem that a lot of radio stations... You know, I, this is my bitching about the, 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 you know, the hand that feeds, but uh, there's a tendency to kind of go with the standard operating procedure of, well, this will work, works in you know, Peoria, so let's do this, and, and that's not necessarily the case. You've got to find things that are local. You have to find things that actually speak to the community that's and that make talk. a lot of sense. Yes, I know that sounds crazy, but in this day and age, it's kind of what yeah. you need to do to stand out in the marketplace. So uh, a show like Rick's and a show like Court and Fat Boys definitely speaks to the Portland audience, and Portland's a lot different than a lot of people. I had somebody tell me that before I moved here. It's like, oh, don't try doing that. That's something that they do in L.A. Don't do that because that's an L.A. move and it's Portland. And I didn't know what that meant. Well, the problem it's is kind of like you know Sean Connery. It's the Chicago way. You know, I, I didn't that, know what that means. I almost used that clip today. Oh, I almost used the un, uh, "You're mucking with a G." I almost used yeah, uh, the Untouchables today. But and there's always not that any uh, one radio company is exempt from this or any worse than anybody else. But there's always just some fat bastard in a glass office somewhere who has never visited uh, your city, mm-hmm. doesn't know anything about it, and everything he knows is because there's, there's uh, some other uh, jackhole who's just sitting there pointing at a PowerPoint presentation. Right. And it's like a graph and a chart and like a thing that undulates on the screen, and he says, and this here is your flexible cube that I believe we can transfer over from one demographic and one day part to another through this. And then this is always like a spreadsheet that they impose over the format of the yeah, station. It's like, okay, we're going to call it Jack, or we're going to call it, uh, you know, moving. Yeah. And just call it Fail. Fail 105. <laughs> Jack. Anyway, so uh, to answer your question, yes, they will be going to a larger audience. Definitely. And uh, we'll put that in the press kit. We should do that. Actually, we should say now with 100 times the humanity. And we'll send a sending, uh, singing telegram by your house just to sort of drive the point home, sir. That, well, that would be fantastic. Right. Thank Matt you Houston, thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll see you on Lee Horsley. One and all. Best show ever. Real good. Bye. Thank you, Matt Houston. <laughs> all right. It's, uh, we should probably break here. Yeah. Uh, are you want to? I can hang for a few more questions oh. if so. Uh, all right. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. It is the Rick Emerson radio program. We come back more with Rock 101 KUFO program director Chris Paddock. Uh, Tim Riley is here. Sarah X. Dillon, Richie Bristol, myself, and Dave Schmidtke stepping into the studio here in just a bit. Don't forget, our show moves to Rock 101 KUFO tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Keep listening. As you leave me, please, won't you close the door? And don't forget what I told you. Just keep your eyes that don't mean wrong. Another show that you cry. Emerson Radio Program, and I almost just said on one KUFO. Wow, that's awesome. You're ready. You're ready to go.
Uh, it is the Rick Emerson Radio Program uh, right now today on AM 970 to talk or as of tomorrow, Lock 101 KUFO, mornings 5 till 9, ladies and gentlemen. Full details at KUFO.com or RickEmerson.com. We are here with Rock 101 KUFO Program Director Chris Paddock. Hello. It is your chance to ask the Program Director uh, wither, wither the Rick Emerson uh, show. Uh, Quo Vodimus, the Rick Emerson program. It's 503-733-2970. So if you've got uh, questions, comments, queries, inquiries, whatever you might have uh, about the future of the Rick Emerson show or the Rick Emerson show's place on Rock 101 KUFO, this is the time to get those uh, asked. It is 503-733-2970. A couple emails. This uh, says, uh, Rick, that was the greatest show opening ever. I was in a terrible, awful mood until I heard the beginning of your program. Thank you, Rick Emerson. And congratulations on the move. No, no, no. Thank you, Dale Paxton. Uh, this one says, uh, Rick, uh, gentle people, will the Michael Mara program be continuing on AM 970? If so, at what time? 3 p.m. is fantastic. It is an afternoon drive time show, says Dan. Chris Paddock? I, I think that still continues on at this point, but, uh, you know, I don't know... Uh, I keep hearing things from Mike that uh, the the future of that show is cloudy. So I, will, I don't know. I mean, he keeps alluding to that, so uh, it's hard to say. I will say, actually, if you listened, and I'm a huge uh, Mike O'Mara fan, just I was a big Donna Mike fan, and if you... I always kind of just say that our, our show is kind of a, just a smudged Xerox of Donna Mike, but if you listen to that show, those guys... I would be amazed if they haven't already just taken everything off the walls and just put it into a steamer trunk because they're just so... And I'm not saying that I know anything about the future of that show. I don't, but... Those guys just talk constantly as sort of a uh, the end is near. It is emblematic of kind of how everybody's feeling right now. Even 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 in the context of radio, everybody's kind of freaked out. Yeah. And those guys have been making some allusions lately to like, well, that's if we're still here next week, Rob. <laughs> you know, Gallo's um, humor has taken over on the Michael Mira program. Uh, by the way, our friend Seamus says uh, he, he sort of extrapolated out some information. He says, uh, based on, the, and he has all these sort of statistics and facts and figures about AM 970 and KUFO. He says, based on this information, you can conclude that the new Rick Emerson radio program reach is 450% that of AM 970. So there you go. So we got that. Uh, hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson radio program. It's Ask the KUFO Program Director. Well, Rick, I actually, I have nothing to ask Chris, but I just wanted to tell you, thanks. I squealed with glee when I heard that Rorschach this morning when it opened up. Out of all the sound bites you could play, you played the one I sent you two years ago. You know, I love my little woodcock. Oh, this is the uh, yeah, this my is the end. Little woodcock. Well, yeah, that's the Kathy Bates sounding woman talking about the the woodcock, the bird, right? Which she was watching outside of her kitchen uh, window every morning. So, well, you know, it's uh, it was just for you, sir. It was my special little message from me to you. Well, Rick, love the show. Great sports talk. Thanks so much. Wow. <laughs> well done. That was. Wow, I don't know if people know what he's what he's. That was a callback from way back in the day. And I'm not really, I'm not, yeah, I don't know if everybody necessarily uh, knows what he's referred to there, but that is, I believe, a Don and Mike reference, because, and now I'm wondering if it's that guy, because there used to be this guy that would call Don and Mike every day, and sometimes you would know it was him, and sometimes you wouldn't, and then he would end it with Don and Mike, love the show, great sports talk, great show, big fan. <laughs> And he either is that guy or he was referencing that guy. Boy, that's like in, that's not just inside baseball. That is actually inside the actual baseball itself. That is at the that is at the rubbery, watery core of the baseball. So, uh, it's Ask the KUFO Program Director here on the Rick Emerson Show on the day before we move to Rock 101 KUFO. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. What up? Music college is like a three-year-old child and should not be touched by your dirty corporate hands, but be allowed to grow into a bright light for all to enjoy for many years. 
Musicology feels good to my evil bit and quads the voices of new people. Wow, that's like uh, Rorschach. All right, right. Maybe maybe that was Stephen J. Hawking. Thanks so much. For sure. I don't know. That was kind of creepy. Yeah, I was just going to say, by the way, get get used to your voicemail filling up every single day with calls like that from people who have some tiny bit of minutia on the station they've seized on. You know, where they have some... It, You're going to miss it, aren't you, Rick? Just some... And I say this with all due respect, just some absolutely, like, meaningless, pedantic <laughs> observation about 10 seconds of audio that played last night. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. How can I help ye? Hey, Rick, how's it going? What's up? Hey, uh, well, congratulations to Sarah and Tim and Rick, you bastard. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Hey, what am I supposed to do now in the afternoons when I'm driving around delivering and the urge to kill comes upon me? There will be no Rick Emerson show to calm me down. I'd suggest that you drink until the voices are at least incomprehensible gibberish. But please make sure you're not driving while that happens. Oh, that also. Damn. I, 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 I drive a semi Step number day, two. So, it, you know, I've... There's got to be something. What, well, uh, what, are, what are, Chris Patterson, what are you going to put in the slot here? Well, that, that is a good question, and I think I had alerted uh, everybody to this earlier. And the plan is to uh, put the Rick Emerson show, as I, as I said earlier, to uh, wean everyone off the teat. Uh, if you will, I think I just like you can use bag bomb for that. I guess you can. I uh, get it at new seasons, but you can uh, you can listen to the show from eleven to three uh, t- starting tomorrow. It'll still be there. So it'll be the UFO show. So sort of it's a transitional uh, device because you know here's the thing, and I'll just everybody knows this. You're listening. A lot of people are listening, and we have, uh, as I say in radio, a lot of high TSL, which means that people who listen to the show tend to listen to all of it or most of it, and they listen every day, as opposed to just being casual sort of drive-by listeners. That being said, every time you make a move like this, there's always some guy that was out of town in a coma, uh, drunk for three days, and then he turns on the radio and he's like, WTF? Like, what the hell? Where did the show go? So what we're going to be doing for at least, the, I would say, the first few days, the first week, whatever is that the show will air live mornings, Rock 101 KUFO, and then it's going to re-air here in middays with promotional spots playing like, hey, uh, you know, the, the show has moved, be listening to us, you know, KUFO. So for the immediate future, that show is going to be uh, going to be sort of uh, broadcast here too. But you know what it is? That's like when you get a different phone number or here's what it's like. It's like when you get a new email address, like when you switch over from like uh, at hotbot.com to Gmail, right. and you tell your friends like, look, for about two weeks, I'm going to check both email accounts. Two weeks from now, it's going to be the Gmail address only. So, like, update update your whatnot. That's what it's going to be here. And, and as far as the ultimate the, the, the ultimate future, I mean, I don't know. That's going to be a Chris Paddock decision. Well, and, and that's something that's been in discussion with corporate types and, 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 you know, obviously the management. So we're, you know, we're trying to man, figure that out, sir. you know, we're and, and we're working through that. And it's going to be, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to BS everybody. It's like, look, it's going to be a, probably a slightly different alteration of what, you know, what 970 is. I mean, let's let's be very true here. Rick, Sarah, Tim have really given something to 970. It's a lot of their personality on this station. And that's going to be a it's going to be a tough road to hoe in the future here when when they're gone because uh, they've been the backbone of the of the frequency. So I, 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 why 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 cut to why why try to mince words? Well, true, but I mean we're not you're not going to go back to like all comedy network or you know. Damn. You mean the Johnson nine seventy? <laughs> you've you've seen into our souls. No, that's never. No one's ever going back to that. All right, thank you, sir. No, no, no. Do they that's, get a deal with Johnsonville Brats? I, I you know or I can like thank that. you, my friend. Uh, that. Why that Johnson nine seventy, wow. and it was just you know, it, it was like that same like those same three uh, uh, like Robin Williams bits just oh. cycling. Oh. Over. Here's a little fun fact. I can say this because they're out of business now, so it's not like I'm sort of uh, talking ill about people who are on life support. 
at the end, that all comedy radio, which is what it was when we came here. We came here, it was all comedy radio, and I think like us. I think Did they... you have Bonaducci in the morning? No, it was just oh, okay. Because here's what happened when when Intercom blew us out. They, you know, they they got rid of Lycus. They got rid of everything because they they slipped all these. So that that stuff was available. They've been doing all comedy radio twenty four seven here. Literally just com- stand up comedy bits. Larry the bits. Cable Guy. It, yes. Jeff Foxworthy. Yes. Yes. Oh, and yes. Great. Yes. And yes. And like a lot of like guys with a guitar singing a funny song. Like you know, <laughs> what if the Smashing Pumpkins guy worked at a drive through? <laughs> and it was twenty four hours a day. And then they added Lycus when that became available. I think just to lock it in. Yeah. I think Mark Whalen was sure. just like, we want to have, we want to own that. Yeah. And then they brought us over, so it was us and Lycus, and then the other, whatever, uh, 17 hours a day was just comedy. At the end of it, when they finally turned off the all-comedy radio network, and that, when that thing went dark, we were literally one of only two affiliates left, because we just hadn't cemented the rest of the lineup, and it was running off, no lie, running off a laptop in a guy's living room wow. in, in Hollywood. <laughs> There was a guy in a Hollywood apartment, and that was running off. It was like just like Winamp or something. Was, was like, he playing World of Warcraft uh, on the other window? I mean, that's all it was. It was yeah. just a Minesweeper and wow. then an MP3 player cycling through the same George Lopez bits wow. over and over again. And like and on comedy radio. And then it was just so, no. I had that in Phoenix, Arizona when I lived there. Oh, it's just a nightmare. Bad. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hi, I got a question for uh, uh, both of you guys. First of all, um, if anybody hasn't asked, uh, Tom Likas is out of a job. Why don't you move him up to Portland and, and put him on the air? I think Tom There's Likas is not enough is, uh, money, I think, to uh, <laughs> to s- sustain Mr. Likas. Get him out of his wine I, cellar. I think so. And that leads me to another question, Rick. How does it feel to be bigger than Likas? Because you're still on the air and he's not. Well, let's—it's a relative term. Let's let's have no illusions about. Please relative. stop. You were beating let's... your chest earlier like a monkey. Uh, no. uh, okay. you, you, were, you were far better than Lycus. Well, oh. well, I will say this. There's a couple things. First of all, uh, you said that Lycus is out of a job. Uh, Lycus himself said this on the air, so I'm certainly not uh, telling tales out of school. Uh, uh, this company is paying Lycus to sit around and drink wine on for his ranch he is, for, for well, several years. I think he's years. planning his own winery at the moment, yeah. too. And, and CBS is paying for that, by the way, because he's getting uh, paid to, to sit around and, uh, and consume uh, alcohol. So... That's a good gig. Yeah. So I mean, let's and and let's also be very clear about this. Uh, that I, I and I think I speak for all of us. Have all, and I mean this very sincerely. Have all the respect in the world uh, for Tom Likas. And Tom oh, Likas yeah. was so a, a I, huge. I he's a huge influence, and especially in the early days when I was just starting out on talk radio, which is 15 years ago, was a huge influence on me and this show. Because up until that point, and I told this story with the day the Likas went off the air. Uh, that it was all just Rush Limbaugh and bad clones of Rush Limbaugh, and much as I love Rush, every you know it was just every, there was only really one way to do talk radio at that point, and Lycus was the guy who introduced me to the idea that you could talk about movies and music and pop culture and TV and all the stuff we do now. So, um, you know, so just let's He's have no illusions of that. He really is. And, and he'll be back. Yeah, he will be back. And one more thing, thank you for bringing Tim back. All right. Well, that is um, CBS. Uh, it was uh, see nobody wanted to see him go and everybody was waiting for the for the chance to bring him back and so uh, we got to thank CBS uh, for that as well. It's nice right. to have some good news. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. I got it. I don't know where it is. I got a question here about. That's um, uh, one of these. Will emails. we be playing Sublime? <laughs> Will we, Patrick? Can we please Sublime? play Sublime? We're later on. We're gonna I do a. Um, so. We're gonna do a high I concept. I two joints once an hour. <laughs> we're gonna do a high concept topic later on about what the first song is, and and I'll just address this because Sarah and I were just talking about this during the break. That one of the most frequently asked questions people say, "Are you gonna be playing music?" And the answer is absolutely, because it's a huge part of the show sure. now. 
and I, I, I think I'll, Sarah goes to shows all the time. Well, and I'll be yeah. I'll be using this quote over and over again because I read it on my blog last night. But I said that it, like if you were to remove the music from the show, it really it it would just be. You know, you need Dean and Jerry both, and that's the thing with us is we already play more you know music than most talk shows anyway. And just to not have any music on the show would just be weird. It would just sound. I think it sounds strange to people, but at the same time, we play more music than I think people realize that we do. And it would sound really dry to me to not have music. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the answer is absolutely. I mean, well, just strip the music go... out of the show would just be silly. Exactly. Every time we go to a commercial break or from or back from a commercial break, I mean, that's three minutes. That's a song. That's a full song. We're coming back from the break. We're going into the break with music. We're doing. We we do top fives. We do. It's the worst song you've ever heard. Yep. We do the, the greatest, greatest song. Greatest songs ever made. We have in-studio performers. We have, I mean, so it's uh, really the idea that we would remove the music from the show is just, that's that's not going to happen. So the music will will remain. And, you know, of course, being on, I shouldn't say, but I won't say, in fact, but I'll put it this way. Uh, we were talking this morning, and taking the show to KUFO will also have some advantages in in this sense that the folks that we're going to be able to talk to have on the air, do phoners with, have in the studio is going to... That pool of, of potential interviews... It's guess, a whatever, larger. That's going to increase exponentially. And yeah. we already... We were talking about somebody this morning that I yes, think we, we may or may not be interviewing. Especially this week. using it's, the word large in that uh, vocabulary, I think, works when we talk about that person. Yes, it does. Chris <laughs> yeah. Paddock. Uh, somebody has asked about about the type of music. Somebody said, hey, uh, you know, Roger Klein comes through town. Is Roger Klein absolutely. still going to the show? And the answer is absolutely. Yeah. Because... And I... And... and I'll say this, and then, you know, Panic will say whatever he's going to say, but I think I think we're all on the same page, and I say that this isn't... Sometimes when you're unemployed, if you're a radio guy and you're out of a gig, you're opening up, uh, you know, the, the, the R&R, you're opening up All Access or Billboard, and you're looking to see who has a job opening. And then you go through and you edit your air check and you alter your resume to fit that opening. Sure. You're like, hey, there's a, there's a, uh, you know, there's a hot AC that has an opening in Dubuque. Yeah. There's a country goal that has an opening in Tuscaloosa. So I'm, you know, I'm going to put together an air check that sounds like that, and I'm going to modify the show and I'm going to pitch the show to fit this hot adult contemporary format or whatever, or this oldies format mm-hmm. or this classic rock format. And that's really, the, that's not what's happening here. It really is. It is the Rick Emerson show that CBS has, you know. The, Why would we want to yeah, have the show yeah. if, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to change it all. Because you know, that, that, that sort of, that defeats the purpose. And the other thing is, and I'll simply, and for people who are just, and I understand why people get this way. We've all, I mean, look, we spend about 80% of our time here uh, talking about what a just swishing bowl of weasels uh, the radio industry is. Um, but I will say this, even for people who maybe are, reflexively cynical or suspicious, and I and really do understand why you're that way. I mean, look, we've told our share of horror stories about radio. So for people who are just a little skittish or gun-shy, you just look at it from the sheer economics of it. I mean, that if CBS just wanted a jukebox in the morning or just some generic whatever, yep. those shows are out there. Oh, I funny. mean, those shows are out there, and you know what? And, and you can do that for a fraction of, of you know whatever it costs to do a live local uh, morning show. And so... That really right there for anybody that's sort of worried about that or unconvinced. I mean, that's the you know the proof is in that pudding right there. Well, the investment is in the people. The investment is in the local, the live local banner. You Chris know, Paddock, and that's what you got to do. Are our most important asset here at CBS. Thank you. And twittering, and, uh, but and, mainly and, people and Facebook. Yeah. I are on the Rick Emerson show. It's Ask the KUFO Program Director. Hey guys, it's me. Hello, hi, me. You hi. <laughs> Hello, me. Um. Not um, do I need to change my speed dial on my phone? 
Ooh, oh, oh, good question, that's actually. That's a great question, because we were dealing with this. Um, for that now, we're gonna, the phone numbers are going to stay the same, actually, for now. And the reason for that is, this is this actually ties into an email. This uh, says, uh, let's see, uh, this email says, Rick, I think it was, this is our friend um, Siegfried, says, what will happen to the 970 studio, and then all caps, why doesn't the legend get his own studio? Um, <laughs> and the legend is sort of an inside joke from when I was doing uh, this Bigger Than Jesus show, and that was, they, Siegfried just instructed everybody on the crew that they were simply to call me either Miss Ross or the legend, <laughs> and never to look me in the eye. And so everything, the dressing room, everything, for, the, the chair that I read, it all just said the legend in huge letters. Nice. Um, so we're going to be staying in the studio, at least for now, because... As Sarah will tell you, I sometimes deal with location change poorly. I remember you we, have an awesome studio. I love that our studio, studio rules. This is the best studio we have ever worked in. Period. You have that little, you have bacon taped all over the place. It's a great studio. Yes, I don't do, like sir. the I don't like the UFO studio as much as yours. In your face, well, well we're going to work on that UFO yeah. studio so it's better than, than yeah. this studio. All right, Where so is, you know, take it. God now. It's yeah. too cramped. It's too cramped. So we're that gonna, is a little cramped in there. You're right. But it's, anyway, so it's part of that. So we're going to stay in this studio, at least for the foreseeable future. And as part of that, and there's no sense unplugging everything and rewiring everything, especially because they'd have to then unplug everything and rewire everything every time, like for everybody else on KUFO. Yes, they would. So we are going to stay in here, and the phone numbers, at least for now, are going to say the same. Email changes, same studio, uh, same phone numbers. And different frequency. Different frequency. Yeah, Fantastic. also that. But All right. Thank you, sir. Great. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, Siegfried. Uh, is there a... Is somebody with? Is there a television oh, yeah, station here? Yeah. Really? And I, I, that's why I went over and looked at the window because I thought I, thought I saw a line. Well, you like, tell oh, the television people they're just going to have to wait, Sarah. <laughs> uh, I think it might be one of Schmitke's old buddies. We're communing with the audience here. Well, let's do one more and then we'll take a break and see where we are with things. Okay. Because we got Lisa Desjardins coming up. Chris Paddock, I know you've got meetings to go to. I, I have a lot of important things to do. Things to one notarize. Of which is getting my head shaved a little later. So uh, streams to it. monetize. Yeah, I'm doing yes, I'm doing this for for the show. Ancillary revenue sources yeah, to uh, expedite. Hi, you're on the, yeah. you're on the Rick Emerson, new media to embrace. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, congratulations, uh, show. Thank and a uh, question for uh, Mr. Paddock, and I'll take it off the air. Why Nickelback? Oh, that's a good question. Wow. <laughs> what the, like, and then we're done. What? what, what, what didn't he want to stick around? Uh, no, I, I think he was, was doing that whole... Just trying to be like, I, I, I know I'm going to get dumped. I mean, it really, I think... I'll tell you why Nickelback. I Nickelback think... sells a lot of records. Nickelback, unfortunately, sells a lot of records. And Nickelback, do people that call and request Nickelback? People request Nickelback. There is a veterinarian out there that is a huge... I get emails from her. Huge fan of Nickelback. Don't know what to do about it. Who really identifies themselves as a huge fan of I, Nickelback? Yeah, I would never. I, look, that's just the way it is. But um, I can't. I, I don't program the uh, the radio station to my tastes. I program to what the people like. You know, I'm desperately trying to find that Nickelback song. That's I know. Right. And it, it was not working. No, but I mean, we had it. Remember, we were playing it. Uh, we were torturing people with it. Where the hell did it go? Well, I'll say this: yeah, Nickelback. Yeah, they're going to have one of the probably the biggest tours of the summer, more than likely. And there you go. Is it called the? Uh, is it called the something in your mouth? Is it called something in your ears? Something in your something ears. Something in your ears. And by something, and by I mean, the way, I'm Nickelback. proud to say on UFO, never played that song. Really? Nope. That, that's like, it was, I remember Nickelback just. is so popular. I remember looking on iTunes. We're playing, we're playing their uh, big power ballad that people. Uh, it was like the number three thing on iTunes, and I just, as the guy says in uh, Ferris Bueller, I just wept for the future. I, you know what? Once people stop buying Nickelback records, 
That will be a glorious day. It really? will be like the day that Barack Obama was Vote with elected. your ears. Um, yes. You know, I don't know where that went. Uh, I think and my Rich, internet is not working right now. I think Richie may have actually taken... It? Dude, it's in my V drive. I think he it's may in, have actually taken that away. Hold on, let me look here. Wait. Oh, Nickelback. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. All right, this is the... Uh, this is gold. Hold on, this is the... Let's let it play for just a second uh, as we say... Uh, Chris Paddock, you are... Uh, you got a, places I'm, to be? I've got places to be, but... To my friend about the Nickelback, dude, we'll, we'll try to kind of tone it down a bit. Hey, hit the post. Thank then. you very much. All right, later on we'll do High Concept Wednesday. What should the first uh, song we play on the new show on Rock 101 UFO be? I think it's this one. This and that... You might have something there. <laughs> this and that Hate All the Hobos uh, song. Chris Paddock, Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you, sir. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Come on. Uh, Back after this, our good friend Dave Schmidtke steps into the studio here. Tim Riley back in the studio. Richie Bristol and so forth. Don't go anywhere. It's the Rick Emerson. White wheat sour dough. English muffin bit. Back after this. Don't go anywhere. the Rick Emerson radio program. Thank you for coming along. It's 503-733-2970. Sarah, was I pithy just now uh, when I was speaking to Coin? You sure were. You looked very fancy. All right. Good thing you're wearing your fancy button-up shirt. I'm a button-up shirt. I'm to understand that this brings out the blue in my eyes. So, all right. Well, I guess you can be watching uh, uh, Coin 6 tonight uh, to see my beaming visage uh, broadcasting out to you Viva Vendetta this time. All right. And I made sure to say, I didn't say monetize. Damn it. Or Twitter. Uh, we're going to be Twittering all the time. That's the future. Twittering. Oh, in case you guys can't tell, Coin is still in here. No. That's I swear to God. I, dancing mon- monkey. I saw a memo that said it was all about Twittering. And, you know. People Facebooking write, and Twittering? I don't know. The, you know, those memos don't lie, Sarah. How does one Twitter? I, I don't really know. And I also don't know whether. Let me just, before we uh, welcome Lisa Desjardins to the program, and then uh, our good friend Dave Schmidtke will be stepping in. We're here with Tim Riley. We're here with Sarah X. Dillon, Richie Bristol. Don't forget, going to be moving to our sister station, Rock 101, KUFO, uh, as of tomorrow morning, 5 to 9. So we'll get more of your phone calls about that. Just before we move on, though, I'm still unclear about whether this is like the whole thing of that Microsoft Zune, which, which allowed you to squirt music to your friends, which they realized was a thoroughly awkward and off-putting term, and so now you beam music to people. So I am unclear about whether... As we're monetizing the Twitter stream or whatever, I'm unclear about whether we're. Do you send a, a tweet or a tweet? A tweet. I don't know. The whole thing is so dorky. I'm Doesn't sorry. It, I think there are already plenty of twits out there. No, but here's here's my thing about. And I don't mean was, to judge anybody because I like reading other people's. Judge away. I'm, I like reading their Twitter things. I just couldn't. It's like you know talking about yourself in the third person. Yeah. I just can't do it. No, I'm. Uh, you know what it is. It, it, here's the thing. It, it, like, seeing somebody who's sending out a lot of Twitters all the time, it's like seeing uh, one of those women at the mall who's wearing a Winnie the Pooh shirt. You know what? You know, you're happy that she's found something that she thinks works for her. It's not something you would ever wear, even if they were holding your family at gunpoint. 
over a barrel of fire ants. But that being said, hey, you know, uh, whatever works. Each their own. I will say this. That there was an article. Well, I spend countless hours on, like, gossip websites. You know, that's that's how I waste my time. But, Everyone can do what they want. You know what? I spent 95 minutes last night uh, looking up spoilers for the next two Battlestar Galactic episodes. So I really, I'm no one to judge. And yet, I will continue to judge. I will make this one final observation. I was reading this thing in a Business Week or Ad Week or some such, and they were talking about the rise of Twitter. And when they talk about the rise of Twitter, it does sound for all the world like it's some sort of fearsome Pokemon creature that's going to be kicking over Tokyo. You know what I mean? And it would just be sort of, he'd have like big googly, like happy eyes, and then the populace. Or coming out of like the Bay Cloverfield style. Yes. And then tentacles. So many tentacles. All right. Uh, Hello, Tim Riley. How are you today? I'm fine. My time is flying by is in actually 12.41. It is, Tim. It is. It's 12.41. That means 41 minutes after 12. That means 19 minutes before 1 o'clock. Well, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from the Hill. CNN radio correspondent to the stars, Lisa Desjardins. Hello, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Do they make you Twitter at CNN? No, they don't make us Twitter. Thank uh, goodness. I'm just saying, it is uh, the, the line must be drawn here. Here? And no further, Lisa. Uh, you know, it's the cool thing to do in Congress now, especially Republican congressmen. Uh, who, you know, who want yeah, they're real bellwethers of uh, of hipness. And, uh, apparently, in Congress, yeah. they're they're on the the edge. There, I guess. I think Republicans have to work harder to prove that they're cool, and I think that's what's going on with that. They're sort of, uh, you know, it's a bit like having a like a fifty handicap at something. There's just uh, here's the thing that if you see Nancy Pelosi sort of frantically doing uh, something uh, with you know with her BlackBerry or you know, sort of jabbing her fingers at some sort of electronic device that beeps and lights up and spins around and whirs. Like a Simon Says? Exactly. Or like that old Merlin game from the 80s. Uh, yeah. You can be sure of two things. One, she's doing it because she saw somebody's 14-year-old daughter doing it, and she's to understand that it's the cool new trend. And also, that by dint of Nancy Pelosi or whoever doing this on television, it's a thing that we don't really need to worry about because it'll be gone in 15 minutes. Right. So, just, you well, know. you know, we have heard recently that John McCain is using a computer. Now, they were, um, let me just ask you this. They were uh, spinning this uh, jazz during the campaign that he couldn't type. Do you remember that? Well, you know, he, he himself, you know, and it's hard to, to say because he's self-deprecating in his humor. You know, he's always kind of making fun of himself, not always, but often. And and so it's hard to say how, whether he really didn't know how to type or he was just making fun of himself. I don't know. He, he certainly said that he um, is electronically uh, really kind of was an imbecile. Like he just was not up on modern electronics and how to use them. The interesting thing about people who are sort of computer illiterate is that's one of those things that people say with a weird sort of a tinge of pride in their voice? That's right. I mean, like, nobody would say, like, and I, that, that tie-in-your-shoes business, I'm just, I'm completely at a loss. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, I mean, really, you know, well, how do you feel about chewing your food and knowing how to clean yourself after bathroom usage? Not at all. I never bothered to learn it. I have no idea. That's for the kids. The kids do that stuff. But, but, but when it comes to computer usage, people go, I don't know. Honey, I am such a computer illiterate. And they say it as though I'm supposed to be like, well, congratulations. Would you like a merit badge? <laughs> Yeah, how wonderful for you. Right, you should take on Osama bin Laden. I feel like that would be in one of those songs. Exactly. Like, totally. Like, if you, Speaking of that, real quickly, I'll just say this one thing, and then we'll talk about actual news. Did you ever have somebody that says something during the day to you in casual conversation, and it triggers something that you dreamt about that is totally unrelated, yes. and it's yes. a dream that you never would have remembered had, like, a keyword or a hyperlink or something not been brought up in conversation? Yes. Do you know what I was dreaming about last night? And it was... One of those things, it was like, because we're doing this big move tomorrow, moving to, uh, to KUFO, and so I was having this strange flashback to when I was a country DJ some years ago, and I was a country DJ in 1990, 
Tim, what was Gulf War Storm Shield 1? 91. 91? Yeah. The Kuwait thing? Mm -hmm. And Hank Williams Jr. Uh, wrote and recorded and Rush released this, this war song. Back before you could sort of do that with MP3 or whatever. He wrote it and stamped it out on a 45, and they oh, they FedExed this 45. And it was actually done so quickly, it was what they call a white level label pressing. There was no actual professional label for it. It was just like scrawled, like, Hank Jr., wait. <laughs> and they sent it to us, and it was this song, and it was a terrible song, called Don't Give Us a Reason. At which point oh, he was. That's great. That's he, a great title. It was a terrible song, but it was so great. I got to find it and play it because he was rhyming like Vietnam and Top Gun, and like um, oh. and it was like, "Hey, old Saddam, you figured figured wrong when you thought the whole world would back down," uh, and it had a whole lot of like, it had a lot of like, "Let sleeping dogs lie, don't give us a reason." It was just awful. But, and I had a weird flashback slash dream about that last night, which I totally forgot about until you were just now mentioning uh, Iraq war songs. All right. Um, Whoa. Okay. I, I don't even I, I don't even know where to go to except to say that. Yeah. You here's what you ought to do as like a way to keep the American populace interested in what's going on to fix our stupid broken freaking economy. You ought to start doing the stimulus packages, you know, like one, two, and three, as though they were Rocky movies. <laughs> stimulus two, and then it's sort of Carl Weathers uh, on one side, and then the deficit, like that jagged red deficit line on the other. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe uh, you know you could do instead of Rocky, maybe you could do. Uh, like, uh, instead of Rocky, you could do like maybe a, uh, like a Star Trek 2 sort of a thing. Like the wrath of, except it would be like the wrath of the Tao or something. Right. Yeah, there's probably a lot more potential there with the, with the Star Trek, but either one is good. And actually, I just came back from um, interviewing a congressman about this. Is this for real? Are you guys really talking about another stimulus plan already? Now, on the Senate side, they say, no, forget it. We're not talking about it. No, we're not talking about it. But the, de the Dems in the House are, and, and this congressman was having a good time with it. And he said, I'm for stimulus two, for stimulus three, four, five. And, and he, he was just, it was, it was almost a kind of electric company-ish. You should demand that the third one be in 3D. <laughs> would be great stimulus 3D. Uh, this, okay, here's what you could do. You could do a different movie franchise takeoff for each version of the stimulus. So the first one is the first one, and then the second one is Rocky Two, and then the third one is Jaws 3D, and then the fourth one is Friday the 13th, final chapter starring uh, Corey Feldman. I'm nice. just saying, you're trying to make it relatable because I know it's a frustration for you that the average American either doesn't care or doesn't understand. No, I think a lot, I think Americans kind of kind of have their hands around this a little. You know, not everybody knows the details, but a lot of folks up here don't know the details that they're voting on. Uh, but I, I think people have their hands around the concept. But I think that people are just flatlining. And sort of saying, well, you know, let's, Congress is going to spend some more money. Okay, let's hope it works. Oh, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, on the other hand, also getting angry about it. You know, people can't decide, you know, are they going to be um, sort of hopeful or angry? I feel like people are, keep going back and forth between those two emotions, depending on which particular view of what's going on they see. And you know, let me, there's, you, there's tons to be angry about. There's tons to be hopeful about. And let me ask you this, and this is maybe too broad for you to even really answer. I mean, on the one hand, it seems like a simple question, but on the other hand, maybe it's just, it's, maybe it's so so simple that it almost that it almost can't be answered, if that makes any sense. And it is this: I was talking to somebody. I was talking to our friend Christy uh, Turnquist from the Oregonian this morning. She was on this, the, the Outlook Portland show that I do, and um, we were talking about uh, we were talking about the move to, to KUFO and how we were going to be mourning. She said, "Oh, I can, I can listen now. Great. There's so much bad news. I want something you know amusing and entertaining." Or hey, yeah. And we, I was talking about how. No disrespect to CNN, but I've had to I've had to sort of tone down how much I watch Anderson Cooper because it's just a relentless it is just a relentless cavalcade of grim and and so let me let me ask you what a lot of people are sort of wondering, which is is there some 
level for the Dow, for employment, for uh, for for the revenue? Is there some level beyond which it cannot reasonably fall? In other words, we keep going through these you know the floor that we thought was there. The Dow won't possibly fall below eight, seven, six, two. <laughs> is there some level at which this stuff just can't realistically go any further down? Well, if you want to get in kind of the gears and mechanisms, there's a daily trading level that it can't fall below. There's triggers. Uh, I believe it's 10%. If the Dow loses 10%, I believe it, it must stop for a couple of trading, must stop for a couple of hours. And then there's other triggers on the line that would stop it for the whole day. But I think you're talking about more in general. Just you know, in general. Seven, you know, the Dow hitting say 7,000, first it was below 8,000, you're right, people were like, no, I think that's going to be the floor. Now it's 7,000, 6,000. I'm not a business reporter, but I, I think that the business reporters I know all are telling me that, no, we, nobody knows where it is. But the trick of it, the Dow, is that there are a lot of orders that go in based on kind of watermark levels like 7,000 or 8,000. And if the Dow hits that level, there are orders specifically to buy or sell. And there's some hope that if it hits a certain, you know, 6,000, that a lot of people will see that as kind of bargain basement and start buying. But nobody really knows. On the unemployment rate, they used, you used to say, or I was taught in economics class, that there was a natural unemployment rate, that unemployment wouldn't go below mm-hmm. maybe 5%, but we had unemployment below 5% for a long time. On the other end, how high can unemployment go? Well, I don't know. You can look at the developing world. It can go very, very high. But we don't know in an industrialized society how high it can go. We don't have a sense since the 80s of where it will be. But it's already beyond just forecast from two months ago. It's, it's in, the unemployment rate is increasing much faster than mm. even people who were pretty darn upset about it were predicting. All right. Hey, by the way, just as, uh, now I am not just a guy who generates wacky morning show ideas. I also generate wacky ideas for businesses and retailers. Here's my idea. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to give this... Uh, wh- wacky all of a sudden has really entered your vocabulary. Well, uh, Lisa, it's a time of transition for the Rick Emerson Show, and now Wait. is the time to bring the wackiness. I'm concerned about wacky. I think it can be good, but I think too much wacky. I don't do you know. feel Do you feel more kooky is called for and less wacky? Maybe zany? Kooky? Funky? I don't know. Don and Mike. Don and Mike's wacky was nutty. They used to say, uh, Don Geronimo would always go, I'm not going to be one of those nutty DJs. How about this, though? Uh, because in Oregon, uh, the unemployment rate is higher than the rest of the country for the most part. I think we're I almost... I understand at, why that is, but yeah. Kim, do we know what the unemployment rate is here? Like 9.1, there are about 114,000 unemployed in Portland alone. So what they ought to do is uh, some local business, an enterprising uh, retailer, ought to have as their standard across-the-board discount... A percent of you know whatever the unemployment rate is. In other words, if it's nine point one percent, hey, nine percent off everything in the store. Yeah, unemployment. Yeah. So then, as unemployment goes up, actually the merchandise cost would go down because it's matched to the unemployment. There you go. That's a free idea for a business out there. That's a, I think that's a pretty good idea. You know, it's those uh, it's those quick firing synapses uh, that made this show such an obvious choice for CNN. And the great thing is that you can always just raise the underlying price. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> have the, have the, that economics degree at work. Well done. Is that right? Exactly. All right. Well, we will uh, be speaking to you. Are you on yeah, tomorrow? I'm so excited for you guys. Are you uh, Are you working tomorrow morning, Thursday? Yeah, yeah. Well, then we, we will be. Uh, no, no one's really. I, I don't. I don't know how it all works, but I'm. I'm here. I'm excited. I'm ready. I don't think anything's really going to change on on your end. I mean, we're, in fact, we're actually going to be in exactly the same studio at the same phone number. Oh, great! Hey. Uh, really, you're just going to be talking to twenty times the audience. <laughs> no wow. Pressure. 
So it'll uh, just be more. I got to get a morning vibe on. Exactly. Uh, try to uh, try to give time and temperature checks frequently. <laughs> right. Even if they're from a different city, just you know. I can at, give you traffic updates from DC. At right. random times during your call, be sure to tell us exactly what the weather is like outside your window, and then Twitter everybody you know about it. Okay. <laughs> See, but I'm like that guy that doesn't know computers. I don't Twitter. Luddite. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye, guys. There you go. Lisa Desjardins, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic. Hello, Dave Schmidtke. How are you? Hello, Rick. Hello, Rick. Hi. Hello, Sarah. Got to oh, wait. Today. Wait. Where are we going? What's, what's wrong with the... Uh, let's switch oh, microphones here. Right. We're having an issue. Wait. Hey, there hey. I am. All right, fantastic. Hello, How are you, Rick? Sir? I'm doing fine, Sarah. Good to see you. Nice to meet Tim. Nice for the to first meet time. Have you guys never met before? No. no. All right. I got to say, by the way, first of all, we should apologize. I'm sorry that you've been kind of cool in your heels, as they say. Oh, no, that's uh, all right. We we're talking to Chris Paddock, and then we had that uh, I was on TV, and then I was talking to CNN. It's all so busy. Well, it's so, funny because that photographer I used to work with at Channel Six years ago, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Cortez. Uh, Bill Cortez. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we were just uh, we were just talking to Coin, and he was he was doing that so. Is this purely for the money? And it was just so tempting. Yes. <laughs> yes. I yes. I, I, was, it was, I was wondering what he was trying to get out of you. I was watching him interview, like the questions he was asking him. Like, I'm, look, I, and he's thinking, I can't wait to get the shot of the moving VU meters. I can't wait to get a shot of the phone lines blinking <laughs> and then to misidentify the radio station on the air by just using the call letters and not the frequency. He wants to see you say, yes, I'm a money whore. Oops, I don't use that. That's off the record. Local DJ Rick Emerson. Or how about this? The uh, local, this is the worst thing I was ever called, Yakmeister. I think <laughs> Talkers Magazine one time called me, uh, they called me Motormouth Yakmeister Rick Emerson. Wow. Which, so, uh, but, but, he's, but he was pointing the camera at me and he said, and I, it's that thing in your head where for a moment you're having the conversation with yourself about, like, I know this is a powerful promotional tool that the, the, the coin is, it came down to talk about us moving to KUFO. But you're balancing that against this with the desire to amuse yourself and your friends. Uh, and he's just like, so is this an economic decision? And I was just like opening my mouth to go, oh, yeah, no, this is purely about the money. I don't give, I don't give an F. I don't, uh, I don't care at all. I, I will play anything they tell me to play. I will do whatever they want. They are paying me enough money that I no longer care about anyone. And it was, it was, so, it was all formed in my head. And I thought, you know, here's the thing. I will then become that guy uh, that they say, like, I don't know what he was thinking. They put him on camera, and it was mm -hmm. his chance. He just started talking gibberish. And I think all of the, uh, there would be no emoticon there to give a wink, and I think that would end poorly. So anyway, so I just, uh, but we, you know, we talked about how it's, I mean, you, I mean, we're, look, we're all on the same, on the, in, in, on the same uh, page in this room to some degree where he was asking, and just so you, you all know, because we, people have asked us a lot, I, here's a question we've, we've gotten. And Dave, you know, you worked. Have you? I, I forget if I've asked. Have you worked in radio, or did you go straight to TV? Yeah, I, I actually uh, worked in radio in college, and then also for about five years uh, as a, a host of a call-in home improvement show. Okay, so yeah. uh, and then uh, you know, Tim, of course, has done a million different formats. He's done TV, he's done movies, he's done the stage play. Yes, stage play. Uh, and you know, Dracula once in the coffin too. Oh, cool. Wow, really? You're a multi-talented, my friend. Are you going to go stand on a street corner outside we, we, somewhere? We did that story before. It was on the Queen Mary in Long Beach. Oh, I do remember that. And uh, the station that plays the, the rap in Los Angeles had their night, and they decided to raise a ruckus. Was that K-Day? No, it wasn't K-Day. It was uh, Power 106. Power 106. And uh, the, the fans of that station decided to hold a riot and destroy the ship. So I just pulled the lid of the coffin shut until they were gone. I like the idea that they decided to hold a riot like it was all Robert's Rules of Order and whatnot. Uh, who wants to go uh, some looting and burning? Do we have a second? All right. All right. Uh, I think it was premeditated. All right. Uh, Killer, you got the floor. How vote ye? 
Uh, so, so that was Power Six, not uh, not Kitty. Did you have a Kitty Y story, or is it just? I guess it must be just the Power One Hundred Six Riot story. No, there wasn't a Kitty Riot story back then. No, I guess not. I guess that's a pretty recent. That's a recent development in the in the Los Angeles market. But so you did, uh, you know, a lot of different formats and, and TV and uh, and and stage play and all of that. And then Sarah has done television. Couple times, actually. Uh, some I had the, that disastrous four episode program here that we don't talk about anymore. Sarah and I had a disastrous like fifteen episode program. Oh my god! That uh, we don't like to talk about. To that people continue to talk it's about. Standing despite in front our... of a piece of green cloth. Where, where did that air? What 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 was that? Fourteen. Uh, it used to. Oh yeah, I used to work for them actually. It's yeah. Fourteen's Com- gone now. Yeah, it was Comcast or yeah. AT and T and then Comcast. We yeah. kind of have the ability to kill off a station just by working there long oh, enough. God. I think. Well, yeah, you and me both. I mean, gee whiz, that's the second one. I've. You know how they say that it, you 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 ain't squat in this business unless you've been laid off at least yes. twice. Yes. That must mean I'm. Squat. You are squat, sir. <laughs> uh, but that's where I was talking to the coin guy, and and he, you know, and he said, so what? What is you know, why why the moving to FM? And several people have emailed me just to say, you know, there's a, hey, we're great, wonderful, better signal, you know, Tim's back, all of that. But they said, why, like, you know, why, why the move? Like, what, you know, why, why not just stay where you are, or whatever? And first of all, it's just, I think our, a lot of it is just that there is so, and it's not like, it's not like the, the, the greatest thing that's ever aired or whatever. I mean, we are, but you don't like to say that out loud. You like to just sort of imply that. But there is so little in the way of, local morning content in radio these days. And I'm not just talking about here in Portland. I mean, it's everywhere where everything is just like some voice in a box. Uh, and it's like that toy you used to have when you were a kid. You'd like, you'd take a little cylinder and you'd turn it over and it would moo like a cow. Except now you turn the thing over and it goes 12 in a row, row. And that's it. And then, you know, and it's like a guy from Power 106 or something. And, you know, it really, I think it's, it is just, it is just time. Um, and Sarah if you don't mind me telling the story, Tim and Sarah both had the same reaction when I first called them. And this is a few weeks ago. Um, I don't remember how long it is now. I called Tim and Sarah. Uh, it just it called Tim, uh, and then I called Sarah, and I said, Hey, um, let me ask you this. Uh, if, theoretically, we were to be uh, asked about our interest in uh, taking the show to mornings on KUFO, just in some wild speculative sense... Um, how would you feel about that? And truthfully, if I could be really honest, I expected you guys, I expected you to be sort of hesitant. I expected you to, to, to kind of be a little, a little reticent about it. No way. Uh, no. But just, and not because it's a, not because it's a bad idea. to be together again. I would mm-hmm. do it if it was like even one o'clock in the morning. I, just because it's just, it, I guess I, in, I, I project myself onto people sometimes in that sometimes, you know, change can be just a little, a little weird for anybody. And I'm, you know, and Sarah and I are both real OCD and type A. And it was, you know, sometimes you hit the change. You go, I don't know. I don't like things that are changey. I like things that are samey. But Tim and Sarah both immediately were like, yes, absolutely. Let's. Tim sent me the greatest email because Tim is normally just so taciturn about everything. And, and I don't like to talk on the phone. And so Tim sent me the email like, absolutely, two exclamation marks. And when I saw the two exclamation marks, that's when I knew that it was like the Ocean's Eleven. Everybody was in. And Sarah and Tim both said variations on the same thing. They both said, absolutely, the show is ready. Like, this is the time. And I think five years ago, uh, you know, like when Stern first went off and they had some low grade, uh, there's some low level rumblings about, you know, are we going to go over to the Stern slot on KUFO? And it's just, it, I don't think we were ready because I don't think we really knew what the show was. I don't think we necessarily had figured out the, the, the voice for this show, the tone of the show. 
And I think KUFO was in a different place, too. KUFO was not really broadcasting. They weren't doing the same tone of broadcast that they are now. There are a lot of things that have changed since Chris Paddock came here and things that have changed. I don't even want to say for the better. They're just different. It's a different sounding station in a lot of ways than it was a year and a half ago, two years ago, three years ago. And I think what Tim and Sarah both said just instinctively when I asked them is true, that you hear that phrase, the stars aligning sometimes. And it really is that where KUFO is at and what they're doing, what they're trying to do, and what we are doing with the show, and the opportunity being there in mornings, I mean, it just all lined up perfectly. It's like the tumblers in the lock all kind of clicking together. And it really was just, there was just no, it was a no-brainer. It was the very definition of, an, of, of, of obvious. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's, I guess, the long, the long version. But the short answer is just it was time. It was the right time. It was the right decision at the right time. So, anywho. Encouraging for those of us who are media folks who are laid off, too. And I was telling Tim this in the hallway. This is like, I... I would love to look at. I mean, it's very rare that someone in the media has been hired back in this market. Yes. I mean, you're the first. I think you're the you're the crest of the wave that a lot of us are lining our boards up to hop on behind you. And I'm pleased that it's happening that way because you are next to be rehired. Well, thank you. Thank you. Now, you know, it, it's just you just like you said. It, it, there's been so many de- so much depressing news, and it's hard to watch the news. I I quit even watching evening news. I watch Catch Cab instead. Just yeah. like don't have to watch the news. And so it's so nice to be able to see someone who's, hey, rehired. Uh, it's, it's very exciting. I know. I, I'm shy. It, this is still a surreal experience. It still is. And i got to say, uh, although we've said this many, many times, uh, but today, God, it's only two hours. We have two hours left here. Um, I, we've said this a lot. And, you know, we'll, 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 and let's all be very clear about something else. It's not like when we go over to KUFO, suddenly this station uh, doesn't exist anymore or our history doesn't exist anymore. This station's been here since 1926. And, and, and I also don't want it to be like that thing where people call them and go, hey, Rick, I loved you on the other station. I go, what other station? I don't know what you're talking about, which is the way that radio, it's not just radio stations that sometimes wipe everything out and pretend it didn't exist. Uh, you know, radio people do that, too, and, 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 and DJs and talk show hosts sometimes do that, where they just they don't want to talk about whatever they were doing before. Uh, you know, they don't want to talk about that. A lot of times you hear these shows that sound like they didn't come from anywhere. They, they don't have any history. That there's no, there's no background. And so it's not going to be that. So a lot of these conversations we will have again uh, as a lot of the, you know new folks discover us on, on KUFO. But, but talking today, I'll say that. On KCMD Portland. Well done, Tim. And then we'll take a break. We'll come back with Dave uh, Schmidtke. We'll also talk to Steve Kastenbaum, also callers. We'll get some of those, and we'll do our high-concept topic about what should our first song be on KUFO. But I will say that. It is surreal, uh, and, and I don't know that when when Tim left the show on December 8th, uh, 90 days ago, seems like so much longer than that, um, I, I don't really know that we believed in the concrete sense that this, this day would come, but I think we knew, and I think we said this at the time, actually, that if ever there had been a situation where things could be put back together again, you know, December was it, if ever there was a time... When somebody leaves the show, and you know, or when someone, uh, you know, when uh, you know, there's a, the, the, whatever you want to call it, layoffs or downsizing or streamlining, you the companies always say, "We'll keep your resume on file, and uh, if that position opens up again, we'll call you." And you know, it's just like going into a shredder. I mean, it's going home to lie in a hamster cage. If ever there was a situation where it felt like things could get reassembled, it was that, and you know, the idea that that it was possible was tantalizing enough. The idea that it actually has happened is just. It really is just so unbelievably great that I almost don't even have the words for it. So, anyway, let's take a break. We'll come back. Dave Schmicky is here. Tim Riley, Sarah F. Dillon, Richie Bristol, myself. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, the Rick Emerson Show moves to Rock 101 KUFO. Don't go anywhere. Back after this with your phone calls later on. Steve Kastenbaum. You stay right there. We're the left 
Rick Emerson Radio Program. This music that actually uh, created by our colleague at Rock 101 KUFO, Bobby Fatboy Roberts. 503-733-2970. Uh, we'll get your calls in just one moment. Also, CNN Radio Correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. Uh, we're here with Sarah X. Dillon, Tim Riley, Richie Bristol, myself. Don't forget the Rick Emerson Show moves to Rock 101 KUFO mornings. As of tomorrow. Uh, so we'll get to Steve here in just one moment. Let's throw it to the news desk, ladies and gentlemen, where Dave Schmidtke will be uh, assisting us with some news. And now, from the CBS Radio Center in downtown Portland, this is the news. Hello, Dave Schmidtke. Hello, Rick Emerson. I feel, I feel honored to be able to do this uh, this one last time. And so that's why we should kick it off about a story with heads found in the desert, don't you think? Do you feel like this is sort of a... Do you feel like uh, Tim Riley is the Paula Abdul uh, to your uh, Clay Aiken? Uh, you are, you know, performing and then right there under the scrutinizing gaze. I know, he's a, right next to me. We've never had this dynamic before. No. I've no. never actually sat here. Is it weird to... Somebody else do the news. Is, is, it, what, is it, it weird to be in the studio? It's like the news is coming out of a different mouth. No, Dave told me he he go, I'm not gonna uh, he has many years of experience. I won't say many, but more than me. Well, well I don't know about the, about the same. About We're the same. Going to be pretty comparable. And uh, he's been around Oregon a lot longer than I have, so I am confident. And I've slept with all the right people. Imagine that. Okay. Are you still around? There we go. Yeah. Well, okay. So let me. I'll try to do this without screwing it up too much. Five human heads were found in ice chests on Tuesday under a ficus tree in the central Mexican state of Jalisco. The grisly find appeared to be the latest indication of drug cartels fighting for suprem supremacy. Oh, see. I did it. Am I making you nervous? No, no, that's okay. No, <laughs> what if we all stare at you? I always screw up like this anyway. I do it every day. Hmm. Tim's over here. I like to watch. If you. J Wow. <laughs> here's the thing about what's going on. You make it. Here's the thing. If, if like once a mistake, twice a mistake, you do it three times. It's your trademark. It's comedy. Yes, that's, that's right. Your style. It, it goes into the promo. <laughs> exactly. All right. Police in the municipality were informed of the discovery at 2 a.m. The prosecutor's office said in a written statement, each head was found in a separate ice chest beside the road. Well, because otherwise, you know, you don't want. Otherwise, they all start to smell like the well, same. You don't want that cross contamination. You, you know. can't put onions next to the cabbage no no you ever you ever do that when you were a kid i don't know maybe you still do this when you eat dinner and none of the foods can touch oh i'm like that what do you mean when i was a kid you you mean, like, like last night <laughs> no i don't uh, No. I, well i think we, sarah and i drilled you at one point about any ocd tendencies and you uh, don't have any that you might oh no i do just not when it relates to that no but i but well I, then give us what you think is a ocd tendency. well i'm a light turner offer uh, it, it, me too. I think it was Tom I'm, Parker that didn't have any, and we pressed Tom Parker about it, and he was just relentlessly normal in every way. Mm -hmm. So, oh, what no. is your light? Oh, good God! Thing? No. Well, well, luckily I'm married to a light lever honor. But I mean, what is it like? What is it? Are do you feel compelled to to do it in a certain way? Or turn it off a certain number of times? Or no, something? just just make sure that lights are off in rooms where no one is in. Well, that's just sensible. That's not obsessive well, compulsive. I think so. That's well, just get, frugal, yeah. Dave. I'll get up and check it though, and, and luckily like for in the me. Middle of the night? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Okay, well, that is a little nutty. Yeah. So, good oh, for yeah. you. Well done. Oh, and you know, I'm the, I'm the person also to be the last one to go to sleep because that way I can make the rounds in the house and lock everything and, you know. What if somebody else is staying up sort of absurdly late? Do you feel the need to outlast them? Yes. Good for you. Yes, which is not good when you're drinking. No, no. And no, taking Ambien? That doesn't work too well. Just stay away well, from Well, that car. explains, like, your night molesting with the Ambien stuff. Yeah, but I used to do that way before I took that. Anywho, uh, I will just say this, and then we'll, uh, we'll uh, finish the story, and then we'll welcome Steve Kastenbaum to the program. You were talking about uh, keeping your food uh, from touching all the other food on the plate. 
Uh-huh. And not only do I do that, I mean, I have the, the food doesn't, and and there's always some uh, wise acres. It's going to mix together in your stomach anyway, which is just, which is just a ridiculous thing to say. You, by that logic, I had to just take my ice cream and my steak and my bacon and my peas and just blend it all together into a mash. And I just, love mixing foods together. Just snort it up my nose. See, and I can't. Uh, that's a thing I can't do. They, it's all got to stay separate. I mean, unless it's like a casserole, which is like, yeah. you know, by, it's one item that's mixed together. But that, and then I have to eat everything in a specific order, especially if I'm out at a restaurant. And it, at home, I, you know, I'm, I'm not so I'm not so freakish about it. But at a restaurant, let's say that I order the classic American. I've got the sandwich or hamburger, fries, uh, and then the beverage, and then maybe a dessert. If they all arrive at the same time, I eat the dessert first, followed by the fries, followed by the hamburger, and then the beverage. You know, whenever. If there's no dessert, or if the dessert doesn't come till later, I still must eat the fries first, and I must consume all of them. I have to have all or the side dish. Like if it's not fries, if it's potato salad, I have to eat the entire side dish before I can start on the sandwich or whatever the main course is. Human heads to side dishes. <laughs> because you're working with Mr. Tangent. Because you're talking about uh, somebody who very carefully put each head in a different ice chest and yeah. then all of them in one separate burial place yeah, you know, together. And the, the tops of the ice chest were inscribed with messages, among them one that threatened further violence. Because, Sarah, a job worth doing is worth doing well. Yeah. And the, the creepiest part, you have to reach at the end, it has a description of the heads. Oh, yeah, gosh. You mean I'm supposed to actually read my copy ahead of time? Oh, I never do. Well, good. You see, I want to follow in the steps of the master here. I know. I, let's see. Let's see. Let's see uh, uh, like these, I am going to finish everyone, says one note. I'm going after you, Goyo. Okay. Okay. The victim's eyes were taped shut, and the heads had been severed only a few hours before they had been discovered. The statement said. Right. Right. At least they put him in ice. Well, so, that's a oh, disturbing. That's a well, lovely little message. Fresh for later. All right. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show. CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going? I wonder what the business of putting them on ice was. I mean, it's not like it's going to keep them. I mean, where was this at? Was this in uh... Uh, the state of Alisco, near on the road to Guadalajara? Yeah, so it's. I mean, that's a. I would say that's a pretty. Uh, that's a pretty warm climate. It's not like that ice is going to last all that long. You I mean, really. Keep, you know. I mean, I guess. Really, I mean, it sounds it was... like something in a Pepsi commercial. <laughs> was the surfers running down the beach? Each holding one side of the cooler with their heads. <laughs> <laughs> like a stay-free commercial, but, uh, uh, you know, as as directed by Jeffrey Dahmer. Hello, sir. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, all right. Uh, so you, uh, let me ask you just first and foremost before we do anything else. Are you going to be uh, – are you on tomorrow? Yes, I'm going to be out at federal court. Big day tomorrow. You know what's going on? Uh, Bernie Madoff. Yes, going to plead guilty to the charges filed against him. Well, that's no fun. I was kind of hoping he'd fight it, uh, just to sort of drag this out a lot longer. I would hope we'd get like another sort of Blagojevich thing, where he just uh, digs in and just fights tooth and claw, and then we get to beat the confession out of him. You know, there's a lot of speculation that he's pleading guilty. He did not enter into any plea deal with the feds here. He's just going to walk in and uh, admit his guilt, apparently. The speculation is he's doing so because he's not cooperating with the uh, prosecution, and he doesn't want there to be a trial because he's protecting others involved in the fraud, possibly his children and or his wife. Well, and you got to figure that if you, and I'm just saying theoretically speaking, you know, if you're a guy who swindled, uh, you know, $55 billion or something, that's a, a, a lot of money, I think we can all agree. And if there's somebody else who is sort of in on it with you, I would say that they have 55 billion reasons to make sure that maybe you don't uh, squeal like a pig in hot oil the first time the cops <laughs> lean on you. So, yeah. you know, it might, be, uh, it might be an important message to send right up top that you're not cooperating with the man uh, insofar as they're like rolling over on somebody else. Well, I think 
his family might have been involved in one way or another, and also a close associate, uh, according to some of the papers that we've seen, uh, may have been uh, ordered to uh, write up these fake buy orders based on a stock's performance in the past. So it would seem that he bought stock that went up a certain amount, and therefore uh, it could account for the profit that he claimed to be getting his clients. Well, I had to say, when you said that his family may have been aware I mean, I can't eat, like, a second slice of pizza uh, without my wife somehow, like, finding out about it. And that's not a theoretical. I'm not just raising that as a hypothetical. Uh, I actually, last night, I got home really late last night, and so I'd stopped by uh, a convenience store here, the Plaid Pantry, and I purchased one of those, like, microwave pizzas that it's, like, it's minuscule but somehow has 14,000 calories in it. And my wife and I are on this sort of self-imposed two pizzas per month only uh, thing right now because we were just consuming like way too much of it. It just became like a we had a bit of a problem with pizza, and so we are holding ourselves to to two a month only. But so on the way home last night, I stop at the convenience store and it's the, the secret shame of I'll take this uh, microwave pizza and uh, this Slim Jim right here. And I go home and what do I do? I take it, I put it in the microwave, I cook it, I consume it all. She's already in bed, and I'm thinking this is it. No one will be the wiser. And I cram it. I, for the, for a moment, I toyed with going and putting it in the trash can at the curb, and I should have, because I jammed it all the way at the bottom of the trash can in the kitchen. And so this morning, she comes to wake me up, uh, you know, because I was taking her to work, and she's like, so, that was that pizza last night. And then she just gives me that, just the cold stare. And so, I mean, I can't even hide that. The idea is somehow you're swindling people out of $55 billion, and you, like, like your family's not going to figure out something is up, is, uh, that's implausible. Yeah, you know, all the experts say there's no way he was able to do this on his own. There had to be other people complicit in, in this fraud. But you know what? You just reminded me I forgot to dump the garbage in my kitchen. Oh, jeez. Well, there you go. <laughs> as long as you keep the head separate, Steve, it's not going to be an issue. Ah, oh, man. Uh, I meant to do it when I walked out of the house today. You know, my my wife has been out of town for work uh, through the weekend. So, you know, when you're a guy home alone, you stop doing the things that, that you would normally do every day. And I was going to throw the garbage out today uh, before she got home, and now I forgot. Yes. And the thing there you is- go. And really, you just start to half-life into yourself. I mean, you really start to regress to, like, Neanderthal man almost immediately. It oh, is yeah. uh, not so much a pumpkin as it is just a, just a big sort of, uh, just a drooling amorphous shape of a man. So Totally. Just, you just sit there and do nothing. <laughs> On that note, my friend, um, <laughs> all right, we are going to skedaddle here, but we will be uh, speaking with you unbelievably early tomorrow morning. Tomorrow so. morning is going to be a big day. It yeah. will be, and I'll be out there early, so uh, I will be um, up and, and full of energy. You try to heckle just a little bit. I mean, just give him, you know, just uh, you know, just say something borderline offensive about, like, uh, you know, like his, like his mom or something. Just see what he says. Well, you know, the reporters, you know, from the, from the tabloids always yell out really good stuff as they're walking by, so I'll try and record some of that for you. Fantastic. All right. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. There you go. Steve Kastenbaum, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Hello, Dave Schmidtke. Hello, Rick Emerson. How, How are you are doing? You? I'm fantastic. Let's do uh, one more story here, and then we'll take these calls, then we'll take a break. Ready? President Obama has signed an executive order creating a White House Council on Women and Girls. The president said it will help provide a coordinated federal response to challenges confronted by American females. In a White House event, Obama stressed that the council would help, quote, ensure that American women and girls are treated fairly in all matters of public policy. And I heard Tim say this earlier, so i got to rip it off. Headlining this conference, former President Bill Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you knew I had to do that. Well, you Absolutely. wonder, you do wonder <laughs> how much of this, I mean, not that it's not a noble goal and all, but you do wonder how much of this was, like, sort of in the boilerplate uh, plate that Hillary Clinton's uh, people it made him sign when she was taking the Secretary of State job. Yeah. Like, well, you know, it, it, because you know that that's, I mean, 
That's a woman who can do, do all kinds of damage to you if you're not on her good side. So I bet there was a whole lot of like, and you're going to form this panel, and you're going to give me this, and also I need a masseuse. Hello. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Congratulations, Rick. Hello. Hi there. Sarah, yes, Tim, thank you. Richie. Hello, Dave. Hello. The <laughs> Fellowship of the Ring is no longer asunder. My world is set to rights. I'm so happy for you guys. Thank you. This is George in Wilsonville. Yes. And here is my song that you should play first. It's called, uh, in light of how little sleep you'll be getting, it's called Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. The band is uh, Cage the Elephant, and uh, I think it's a worthy tribute. I'll try to get that on for you. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. I know you won't. Uh, oh, God. There you go. Thank you. At least we're all on the same page there with my deception. Hi, <laughs> you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hey. Um, like a lot of your listeners, I'm in and out of my van a lot, and uh, I've got satellite radio that I listen to when I'm not listening to you, which I can pause, but I can't seem to find that anywhere else. I'd love to be able to pause your radio and listen to it. Uh, I'll Any say help? Well, I'll say uh, two things. First of all, really, and I know the CBS radio doesn't want me to say things like this, but uh, if I were you... Satellite I mean, radio is going bankrupt. I was just going to say, when you're not listening to us, I'd listen to that satellite radio as much as you possibly can, because really, uh, if you look at it in a prorated sort of sense, you want to try to get the most of that satellite dollar before it's just filled with the sounds of, like, tumbleweeds. Uh, so, just you know, I'm just saying, just you know, try to maximize your investment. Yeah, well... I, I'm just. If only they'd asked him and I before they decided to start launching that operation, we could have told them. Um, I will also say this. So uh, you know, the, the show's going to be live, obviously, uh, five to nine for the first couple of days. I don't want anybody to get into sort of the habit of this because it's because it is going to be going away for the first couple of days. The morning show, the KUFO show, is going to be uh, here as well, just until people sort of uh, transition over to there. And also because I think they're, the stuff that's going to go on here, and that is. You know, those are decisions that, you know, there's just not going to be, you know, we're going to be focusing on the show. So those are decisions that I'm not going to be making as far as what the permanent lineup here on this station from 10 to 3 is. But I know that they're still kind of getting some of those, you know, agreements together or contracts or whatever. So for the first couple of days, we'll be here. After that, um, you know, people who say, well, I want to be able to, to take it with me or I want to be able to listen to it later on. It, every single show we do is not only going to be on the air live. It's going to be streaming live and it's all going to be available as an MP3. It's all going to be archived on the website. And people say podcast, which I think is a, it's not that it's inaccurate, it's just that it, the word podcast is sort of limiting, because podcast implies a specific kind of program. A podcast, technically speaking, I am being now that guy, a podcast is something that is downloaded automatically, uh, usually on a timed basis, to your iPod from the computer that you take with you. So we'll do that, but it's also going to be archived online, which means you're working at the computer, you can go back and listen to like last Tuesday's show, just right there at the machine, right there on the webpage. So... You'll have many options, my friend. Well, it's time to buy an iPod, then. Exactly. Hey, and uh, it's great to have Tim back. Thank you. Indeed it is. You speak for us all, sir. So say we all. Right. Thank Best you. Over. Thank you, my friend. All right, there you go. Wow, the new talking iPods are out. What do you mean a talking iPod? They just released them today. Apparently, the cheap version of the iPod now talks. It debuts as the iPod talking shuffle. Does it tell you how cool you are? It does. Does, does it it's constantly... Smaller than ever. Does it constantly say, yes, you've made a stylish and fashionable choice? Look at how small it is. Let's go. Wow, that, that is small. That is small. That is tiny. Mm -hmm. Tiny. Why do you need one to talk to you? I mean, don't you just want to listen to music sometimes? Like, tell sometime? you the songs or something? It's got to remind you to go buy hemp milk. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think it's about time that you listen to more Edie Brickell? <laughs> hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. 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 Hi, yes. Hello. Hi. I'd hi. like to make a suggestion for uh, the first song played. Yes, we cannot uh, forget to do that. Uh, we got to do our high concept later on. Yes, we'll, I'll uh, keep like a master list of that, too. KUFO, uh, first song should be what, sir? I believe uh, I got two options. Uh, either the theme for Gauntlet 
or The Performer by Guar. Wow, Guar, right out of the gate. The theme from Gauntlet, the video game? Yes. Are you talking about the, the original uh, The original Commodore. Well, when you say the original Commodore, do you mean the arcade or the home? Like home. Like uh, the just old know. school, anti, that whole bit. I don't and even... what was the Guar song? Performer. Uh, is the Guar song, is it going to be about... Is it going to be about, like, chopping up a baby or something? No, 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 no. It's, um... You I, sure? I'd sing it for you, but now I've just totally lost my train of thought. I don't even know what but, the Gauntlet theme sounds like for the for the Commodore 64. I mean, I only know what it sounds like for the arcade game. I think it's the, I think it's the same all the way around. Would it, could we just split the difference here? Just at, at some point uh, during the show tomorrow, could I just say, don't shoot food? <laughs> Yes, uh, that's and that would make that would make me truly happy. All right, well we'll try we'll do that for you tomorrow. So be listening. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you, my sir. friend. All right, there you go. That's that. All right. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. How can I help you today? Hi. Hey. Wayne. Hi. Hi, Wayne. First uh, song suggest, if I may, um, Steely Dan, no static at all. FM. That's my point. Let me just say this right now. Uh, I don't like that song. At the very beginning of this call, uh, I would say probably two or three syllables in, if you would ask me to list the artists that you would probably suggest we play, Steely Dan would have been the first three of the five. So this is, a, this is not, not a thing that's it, it, tremendously uh, surprising. What is the song, sir? Um, FM. Are you a big Steely Dan enthusiast? Not really. This call seems to lack a certain momentum, but that's okay. I'm going to plunge on ahead. Who are your favorite artists, sir? My favorite's uh, James Brown. Yes. Anything else? Can I submit that? Sure. Consider it submitted. It's on the paper, sir. Do you like to do any fishing? No, thank you. Where do you stand on the big waffles versus pancakes question? <laughs> I, I like... I like bowling. Excellent. Thanks for calling, sir. Am I out? Please hang up now. Thank you. Okay, there you go. It's so weird because I was thinking of bowling while I was listening to him talk. It's because he's inside your head like a tiny little gnome, Dave. <laughs> oh, get out. I'm going to excerpt that call, and I'm going to give that to the general sales manager, and I'm going to tell him to give that to the AEs who will take it to all of the prospective clients, and it will have a picture of a man sitting in a dark room wearing only his socks with light beaming in through the slats in the window and boards over all the doors. And they will say, you too can bring the news of your products to this man. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hey. So I'm looking forward to uh, your uh, morning show tomorrow. Thank I, you. I would imagine that you're not necessarily because uh, you're having to get up so early. Oh, we're looking forward to it. No, I mean, there's nothing. It's going to be different. I mean, it, I'll be honest about that. I mean, Tim and Sarah have done morning gigs pretty recently. It's been more than 15 years since I've done any kind of a morning show on any regular basis at all. So that's certainly going to be. Um, it's going to be a little. It's going to be a little interesting. It's going to be. I would say a bit of a, a bit of a shock to the system, but in, a, but in the best way possible. Well, I, I do have a question, yes. and, and you know, I don't have anything for like you know lead songs or anything like that. But something that. Has just been twisted in my head all morning, all day. Mm -hmm. Is is Ray Liotta a good actor? That's a good question, actually. I don't really know the answer to that. Wait, hold on. A oh, second. I was depending on you. Well, let me know, but I never really thought about it. But just give me a goddamn second, if you would. Uh, I'm not a crazy supercomputer, you know. Hold on a second. 
Because I think that sometimes about like David Duchovny. I can't figure out if David Duchovny is a good actor. Ooh, also, I, think I think he's secretly a genius. Okay, here's another one. Brad Pitt, good actor or not? Oh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge uh, uh, fan of saying Brad Pitt is because if you look at 12 Monkeys and then you look at uh, Thelma and Louise, you look at uh, uh, Seven Years in Tibet, I mean, he... he he diversifies himself. He, you know, he's not always the pretty boy. Well, you, know, he's not, you know what? He's not always Ocean's Eleven. No, that's 12, true. 13. That's a good point. Ray Liotta, I would say that Ray Liotta is, at this point, a very high-profile and very good character actor. I would say that he is, this is just my take on it, that Ray Liotta is as famous a character actor as you can be without actually becoming a mainstream movie star at this point. In the sense that everybody knows who he is, but there's not like a whole lot of breadth or diversity in the roles that Ray Liotta's really playing at this point. So he's either the least he's either the least famous big movie star or the most famous character actor ever. I would say because I mean really, can you name anything post Goodfellas that is I mean, that is different from the character of, of Henry Hill? Well, I mean Okay, when was Field of Dreams? Was that after? No, no, that was before. before. It was before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was before, and then, and then after that, he did Unlawful Entry uh, with uh, what's her name, uh, Elizabeth Mastriantona, or whatever the hell that woman's name is. So everything he's done after Goodfellas has sort of been that. So that would be my okay. take on it. Yes. So I would All say right. good, but limited, sir. Uh, thank you very much. Right. Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll... Will we still be able to call in? Yes. We, have, we do have a phone. No, I'm coming to your house. And I'm gonna oh, yeah, and people have been asking you if we're going to be recorded. No, we're going to be there. Okay, well, I, have to, I have to change my number. I have you on speed dial. No, no it's the, the actual the phone number will actually stay the same. That's a, that's a good point. I should put that on my uh, blog tonight. Ah, the, okay. We're going to be in the same studio. The phone number will actually remain unchanged, and we are going to be... Uh, I mean, it's going to be more or less the same program. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be earlier and a little tightened and brightened, as they say. Uh, okay. More or less the same show. So feel free to call with, uh, and I mean this, it, it really is the greatest compliment. Feel free to call with these cultural inanities, because that's really the only thing we're good at. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, take care. Bye. Hey, Ray Liotta's um, finishing post-production for uh, Youth and Revolt. Oh, he's the dad. Mm -hmm. See, but there you go. He's going to be perfect in that. Again, that's another variation on the type. It's a variation on the Goodfellas type, where he's not terribly bright, not flat out like retarded, but uh, not full retard, as they say, but not terribly smart, but kind of... Eh, kind of like slick and sort of like uh, an untrustworthy and weaselly and sort of a cold-blooded sort of a way. I could completely uh, see him playing the dad in Youth and Revolt. And by the way, I've tried to remain completely unspoiled about any other aspect uh, of that film. Let's do this. Uh, we're going to welcome to the uh, Rick Emerson Show from Willamette Week our good friend uh, Kelly Clark, who's on the phone here. We'll uh, spend a few minutes with Kelly Clark. Then we'll take a break. We'll come back with more of Dave Schmicky. Tim Riley is here. We'll get more of your phone calls later on High Concept Wednesday. Hello, Kelly Clark from Willamette Week. How are you today? Hey. I'm doing great. Congratulations, you guys. Thank you Thank so you, much. Kelly. We should say that uh, among uh, some of the other media outlets uh, that showered us with praise and admiration and respect and congratulations, I think Willamette Week was actually the first media outlet to do so. So yes, Kelly, it was. Kelly wrote a very, very, very nice piece uh, back in December when uh, when Tim left the show, and she wrote something really great on Monday when we announced that we were going to be moving to KUFO and that Tim was returning, and it was it was really uh, it was really it really uh, quite. Uh, Quite nice. So thank you very much for doing that. Oh, shucks. You're making me blush. Oh, yes. Yeah. You guys deserve it. And yeah. welcome back to Tim as well. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. By the way, can I just say, can I just, do you mind if I uh, talk a little inside uh, the building gossip? Oh, do yes. so. Who wants to hear inside the building gossip? I, I do. do. I'm all raising right. my hand right now. Uh, <laughs> so there were some people, I'll call them Court and Fatboy. 
and <laughs> they were uh, they were I I'm almost positive. Please forgive me if I'm if I'm mixing you up with someone else, but I don't think I am. Um, they were displeased with the fact that. Uh, as you were sort of listing the things that made our program maybe interesting, or the things you liked about it, or the things that people might uh, might find amusing when they tune in, the, you, one of the things you listed was Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I forgot. It's it's theirs. And it belongs you, only to them. Here's how I know it's theirs. Because when Bobby, when Fatboy was reading it, he actually said out loud, God damn it, that's ours. You know what? I'll have to apologize to them. If it makes it any better, one of the five things I was going to talk about today was their official Battlestar Galactica. Do me a favor, uh, just don't mention me. don't mention their names at all when you do it. Just uh, I will just say a, a two men with boys' names that shall yes. remain uh, nameless. A two man DJ uh, collective. Men DJs. Men man Yeah. Man Jays. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but, but actually we, we should say that okay, so Court and Fat we are gonna be they do the Battlestar Galactica screening every Friday. Every Friday and it's free at Baghdad and you know it's it's you know promo it's something for your new station. It's cross promotion, Kelly. It Clark. is cross promotion, that's what we're doing right so, now. But no, to be honest, the reason I'm really excited about it, which I know you probably already know this, Katie Sackoff. Uh, who went to uh, Beaverton High School, uh, otherwise known as Starbuck, otherwise known as Kara Thrace and her yes. special destiny, will be there live uh, at the Baghdad to answer questions after uh, the screening, so for a huge geek fest. Boy, it's just going to be like, a, it's going to be just nerdlings as far as the as yeah, the, as the nose can smell. I don't even know if they'll smell. be able to get questions out or they'll just sort of gibber and freak out all over her and it'll be all creepy. Hey, i got to tell you, uh, well, it's going to be great and creepy, and <laughs> the creepiness will make it great on a whole other level. Um, so Katie Sackhoff, a place, uh, yeah, who... She plays Starbuck, and she'll be there, and it's just going to be—it's going to be the best thing ever. I mean, I, I mean, really, all kidding aside, I told Court, I was like, you know, you are going to get geeks from like five different states. There's somebody. This oh, yeah. is—I am not making this up. There is somebody who is flying from Ireland what? to go to this. No lie, you should ask Court, uh, and I think Court's actually out of town today. You, you should, should, should talk, Yes, you should talk to Bobby about it. Ask Fat Boy <laughs> about the woman who is flying from Ireland to go to their Battlestar Galactica screening this Friday because Katie Sackhoff's going to be there. Uh, it's a huge, huge deal, and I mean, really, there's, there's no fool. I mean, there's no way you can make it any bigger. It really is in, especially like in the sci-fi in the geek community. I mean, she's like beyond an A-lister at this point. No, it's just, I've got a girl a, crush on her. It's a big, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, so, did you go to, um, did you go to the Battlestar screening a few weeks ago when, and his name is escaping me, it was uh, Verheiden, I think, was the uh, the writer of that episode. When no, he, I wasn't able to go, but I hear that they showered him with love and affection. Wow, it was like out of car windows for it. It was. Great but it was like being in that SNL sketch where Shatner is at the convention and the guys are going like, in the episode of the, the Enemy Within, what was the combination of your safe? Um, what button did you have to press on the tricorder uh, to assess if they were broken bones and ligaments? <laughs> it was like one step uh, removed from that. There was, let me just do a little back, a little backstory here. So a couple weeks ago, maybe maybe five weeks ago, they were doing the screening of Battlestar Galactica. And this guy who, uh, I believe his name is, is Mark uh, Verhuyden, who is the uh, writer of that night's episode. They arranged for him to be there to do a Q&A after the episode. And the episode, by the way, was badass. And at one point, Saul Ty, eye patch, and then double guns. Uh, just double oh, fisting I, I the, the remember guns. that one well, yeah. It's fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, and, and Kara Thrace just shot a guy in the head, I think twice, which was great. Um, which is and, like every episode, but yeah. So, so they come up, and he's on stage afterwards to do the Q&A. And Court gets up there, and Court says... All right, uh, we don't want to keep the guy here all night. He's been very gracious. So what we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh, you know try to move it along. Uh, try to keep your uh, fanboy gushing to a minimum. We'll get to the questions. You, you know, let's form an orderly line and we'll start. First question out of the gate, like literally the first question. This guy stops and he goes, "So I'm, I'm gonna say I'm a big fan of the show, and I have a, um, a question about something that doesn't make sense. 
How is it that Boomer Sharon has all the memories from uh, Caprica when she wasn't able to download into the resurrection ship? Oh. So I don't understand exactly how they would have shared memories. And keep in mind, I think he's referring to a bunch of stuff that like that guy hadn't written. It was like in previous episodes yeah, that the guy is now season two or and in front of a crowd of just of uh, just full on just just slavering nerds. Who just you know who know every episode of the show like moment for moment, and you gotta give the guy credit because he gamely played along. He said, "Well, I think the answer there is there is a um, there's a common Cylon collective uh, consciousness in sort of a Jungian sense, okay. and there is sort of a um, sir to answer your question to, to, to your point, uh, uh, sir. And thank you for watching the show. We're you know we're so 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 glad that you that you like it and that you are so uh, you know invested in the program that you care so deeply about it. I do believe that." The Cylons, in the opinion of the writing staff, um, and I think Glenn A. Larson would probably say this, is there's sort of a Jungian, um, there's a Jungian thought process that really does uh, cross all the different lines of Cylons. And I think that, and so, right, he says that, and everybody exhales, and then, like, he hadn't even got the last syllable out, and the guy goes, well, okay, but... Yeah, that doesn't really make any sense. Um, when you consider uh, her pregnancy happening. And you're happened, right, and the, the rest of it makes so much sense. Yeah, and he just, the guy was like a dog with a bone, and at that point I was like, ah, i got to get some popcorn. And I just, I, I just, I couldn't, and so here's. You know what, that guy just filed it all away for his slash fiction later that night. And, That's really all he did. And here is the period on that great sentence, by the way. <laughs> it was like two or three episodes later that they have the episode where, what's his name, Anders wakes up from the coma, mm-hmm. and he literally spends about 42 minutes having come out of the coma, just doing nothing but awkward expository dialogue, <laughs> giving every detail, every answer, every what, what kind of shoelaces do they use? Well, it's double knotted, and they're, uh, you know, they're wrapped at the end with a sort of trifoil plastic. And clearly, the point of that episode was to just proactively blunt and thwart any of those fanboy questions at, like, every Comic-Con those guys will ever attend for the rest of their lives. I think you're completely right. So, I'm just saying and it was how great. was I mistaken in saying that you were also... Uh, your show had something to do with Battlestar. I I'm, think the, the, the Jays are completely I'm wrong. just saying, I don't, I don't want to look like I'm bigfooting the thing, as they say in journalism. Oh, I so, see. Uh, what, yeah, okay. Got to so, play nice. So, uh, so Battlestar Galactic this Friday, uh, what else is going on in the You know, the, there's, a lot of cool, there's a lot of cool stuff going on, but one is shameless self-promotion. This Wednesday, today, on the newsstands right now, our Cheap Eats Guide comes out, which is really the most important thing that's happening this week. I have to, I have to let you know. Um, it's an annual guide we do to the cheapest, best restaurants in town, stuff that you can, you know, things you can stuff your face with for under 7 bucks. not a lot of white tablecloths, not a lot of nonsense, just really tasty food. We've got uh, more than 135 restaurants in there and a couple special lists of things we like, and uh, it's on wweek.com or on the newsstands, and we found some amazing places this year. Excellent. And uh, so we should say that as we move over to uh, mornings on Rock 101 KUFO, Kelly Clark will continue to favor us uh, with her charming presence. Yay! So. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you again uh, for writing uh, such kind things about us and, and also uh, for covering the Battlestar thing uh, for Court and Bobby because it's, uh, you know, because of the, uh, we all, uh, nerds all have to, uh, we have we to have band to stick together. together. whether we're print or radio. It's yeah. our time. And you'll it's definitely be there on Friday, right, Kelly? Um, I'm going to try to make it. I'm. Is that like when a DJ says, I'll try to get it on for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> but try. There is no there try. Is no try try not. There is only do. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yes, I will be okay, there. Thank okay, thank you well, so much. I will nerd out, too. It'll be awesome. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> thank you, guys.
guys. Have right. a great day. You too. Right. Kelly Clark from Willamette Week. I love that girl. Oh, you met all kinds of cool new people while I was there. Seriously? It wasn't, it wasn't all bad. That was the silver lining. We've met so many in a couple. It used to be we'd always be ignored by everyone. It's just like when you have a separation, uh, and then you're like, uh, you know, and you'd like your chance to start to, to start seeing other people, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, uh, but you know, but then you realize like that once. Let's like open it up a bit. <laughs> Let me talk to you about something called an open marriage. Um, but then you realize that one special person will always have your heart, Tim. So uh, we. I'm just looking forward to our big dinner. It's gonna be. Uh, the, yes, the, I am too. That uh, so, Dave. We're gonna. Uh, we're gonna we want to get a, kind of everybody who uh, you know all, all the regulars are sort of filled in. Uh, right. You know, at the news desk, we want to get everybody, and we won't go out at some point. Tulsa is like swimming, literally swimming with sharks at the moment. But uh, you know, when he gets back, we want to try to. We'll put them together there. Well, that sounds great. I was actually thinking about that the other day. It's like you know, I think we should have some kind of a party or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, yeah. it's only a matter of time till they cancel my Amex uh, card. Now that I'm no longer management, so I'm gonna max it out right That's now. That's why we're taking advantage uh, of it today. Yeah. Uh, We'll take a break. We'll come back. Dave Schmidtke, we'll find out what you're up to, and we'll find out the latest on your triumphant return to television, which I'm sure is over the horizon as we speak. It is coming ever closer. Also, your phone calls, more of Tim Riley, Sarah Exil, and Richie Bristol, and myself. Don't forget, we're going to be doing High Concept Wednesday before the end of the show, uh, figuring out the first song we ought to play on Rock 101 KUFO tomorrow morning. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733-2970. It occurs to me that I... Uh... Is this the music they play on KUFO? Yes, Tim. They're, uh... I don't like it. They play it for those kids in their boom cars. It occurs to me that I, I should have been using today as an opportunity to play uh, some of the many, many, many songs we have collected over the years, such as that It's Rick song. Well, maybe I'll find a way to repurpose that for KUFO. I was speaking of the kids. I had a mascot story to tell. I can wait. You mean a mascot like a uh, like a guy in a big uh, suit uh, mascot? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Please to tell that story now. All right. Or would you like to wait? Do you want to A, tell it now, B, tell it tomorrow, or I C, both. tell it now, and then we'll act uh, like it's a brand new story tomorrow? Yeah, because that's why I use my best lines. I repeat them till I, I just kill them. All right. Excellent. If you've got something that works, Tim, uh, the key is repetition. Uh, drive it into the ground. So this mascot... Is uh, well, this uh, cheap haircut place now has a mascot? It is a uh, a spray hairspray bottle. Does it have eyes? It can't see. Of course. But it does have arms. Okay. So they they sent this shampoo bottle mascot out to to uh, try to hug children. Well, so this woman went crazy and told the shampoo bottle not to touch her child. <laughs> I don't understand what we're talking about right now. So there is a haircutting place that has a large bottle of shampoo that is in fact a mascot costume, mm-hmm. and it Which doesn't has arms. It doesn't have eyes, but it has arms. Does it have a mouth? No, and it's not allowed to talk, and you got in trouble for talking too. Is, well, I, how, I was sitting there getting my haircut when this all unfolded. Is this happening in... locally? Yes, it did. Oh. Is this a known brand of shampoo, or is it sort of like a generic it shampoo? It is a costume? generic 
shampoo. Why would they even sell that? Like, why would some? Why would a company even man? It doesn't seem like there'd be enough demand to warrant the production of such a costume. Well, well, I'm thinking it's a haircutting place. What are the other choices? A brush? Or oh, I don't know. How about not buying a stupid mascot uh, for your haircutting place? I mean, really, this is. I think radio really can be at the vanguard of change for once in a positive sense. Let's move beyond that, shall we? Can we just get past the idea that you're going to have a large, fuzzy version of a real-life small thing that's going to sort of run after your children in a mall? And, because that doesn't... First of all, all that leads to is just bedwetting and fire setting and the bones of animals in your backyard later on. And then he's going to be in, like, a small room with a glass window where they look at him, you know, forever. And, and he'll be saying, and then, I, and then there was a large bottle of scope that ran out of the woods and it chased me everywhere. So I just don't understand. And the idea that a woman has to upbraid, quote, a large bottle of shampoo and tell it to leave her children alone <laughs> is just so off-puttingly surreal and great all at once. I don't even really know how to describe it. So I'm getting my hair cut, and somebody led the shampoo bottle back in. And first, the shampoo bottle is disciplined for talking, which it's not allowed to do. Are you serious? Are you sure? Because the shampoo bottle asked the mother, can I hug your child? And the mother just <gasps> freaked out. I because, feel like I'm on acid right it now. It doesn't have a mouth or eyes. It just has two arms. This is like, you know what it is? This is like I uh, took a bunch of mushrooms and watched Mad Men or something. You know what I mean? Seriously, like a whole bunch of dancing cigarette uh, cases that then molest you. Jesus, God Almighty. Well, you know, I've talked about this on the way. You know, I tape Outlook Portland uh, out of the CW studios in Beaverton. When may that be seen? That's seen Sunday mornings at 6.30 a.m., Tim Riley. Is it in color? Uh, it is. It's in Technicolor. It's in panoramic uh, spectrovision. It's in Rumble-Rama. Uh, in fact, Kelly Clark from Willamette uh, Week was on there. Uh, I what think was last this last episode. I don't know. I, we talked about the you know about uh, about restaurant touring in in Portland. What it's like. You know what with the recession and all. Before that though was Sacco the Prohibition puppet uh, debating the guy from Normal. So that was great. Speaking of being stoned. Tim has a look on his face like he doesn't understand anything I'm talking about. Now you know how I feel. You're talking about a shampoo bottle running after children well, in a I mall somewhere. Wait. And after this incident, I, I said, I can't wait to get back to work to tell this story. <laughs> because otherwise it would just sit in your head. Exactly. Um, I should say this anyway. So I, 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 uh, so I tape Outlook Portland out there in Beaverton, and I drive to the CW studios. And on the way, I won't identify uh, the business. I don't think I actually know the name of the business. But on the way there, every day, uh, every time I go out there anyway, I pass this guy who has to walk up and down on the sidewalk in front of this business. And it's some sort of a financial service place. Mm-hmm. And he is dressed like the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, but oh, it's I just this, I've seen those. this sad, low. Ra- it's like it. You know, it's like they put it all like not even the dollar store. You know, like like sort of the like, like low quality foam rubber stuff. Well, well, like stuff we found in the trunk of a Nissan Sentra that was in a used uh, car lot that had closed and then burned down. Uh, you know, store. Uh, it's a tax place, I think. I, I don't Which know. Doesn't make any sense. Well, they also have people like with these fake guitars that they flip around just to get attention. I, I have an etiquette question for this. Yes, I always feel so bad for these people. Um, I waved. Think, well, okay, wave. well, but eye contact. You know, it's like, should I make no, eye contact? No, you shouldn't no. wave. No, because they like to... to them. I feel bad. No, well, you're a nice person. No, but no, but see, but you're not a nice person because here's why you don't want to wait. <laughs> the, no, seriously, I mean that. Because it means like it's being effective. It means that someone notices. It means that they are being seen demeaning themselves in like a foam rubber, you know, shampoo costume or whatever. <laughs> Sir, I, I texted Paddock the other day. It was on 82nd. This doesn't make any sense. It's a guy in a foam rubber hot dog outfit in front of a check cashing place. Yeah. What, the, what the hell is that about? <laughs> That's like Conan O'Brien's old flatulent wiener sketch. Except what it was like. There was nothing left at the store. We got this, or we got the... How about a canary? Have you seen canary? the, the uh, dancing pizza slice? No. Well, Usually it's on 185th. Yeah. No, I see. I haven't seen any, but there's like... See, where's your Statue of Liberty? Because I see the one on... Um... It's on Beaverton. Well, I shouldn't say exactly where, but it's, it's in Beaverton. It's one in Vancouver, too. 
Okay, because I see the one on uh, Powell. Quite the, a bit. Oh, on Burnside. On Burnside. And see, Burnside. That, that guy doesn't want to be. That guy doesn't want his, uh, you know, even if he's not married, even if he doesn't have kids. Uh, I mean, if he, it, you know, let's assume he had a family and they, they haven't left him by now. They've got to accept the fact that he's got a job and he's got parents somewhere. Nobody, what is your aspiration for your child? I want my child to, to grow up and dress as a big hand. And he's going to stand out front of a sandwich place and he's going to jump up and down for minimum wage and try not to be hit by traffic and try not to keel over from accumulated carbon monoxide stink. That is what I hope for. Really, really. So he went to school for that? Oh, yes. Yes, he took mm. the repeated tests. That guy who's inside the, oh, I don't know, rubber hot dog outfit, that guy, the only way he gets through the day without taking his own life, without just jumping in front of a truck as it comes by, is by deluding himself into thinking that no one sees him. That really, he's he plays a little happy game with himself. I love seeing little like white thug boys, uh, you know, who are on their side, like have their little thing in their ear and they're wearing sunglasses and yes. trying to look all tough while parading around their like mattress sign. And they, they, but the, the, the only way that they can cope is just by telling themselves, "Look, uh, we're not really here. We're at home. This is a dream we're having right now. You're really employed as a stockbroker and you're making record amounts of of money right now. It's just uh, this is just a strange sort of surrealist nighttime vision you're having for no reason." They don't want to have it pointed out that that's really their life at this point. So you should not make eye contact. You shouldn't smile. You shouldn't wave. Don't ask them what it's like. Don't ask them directions anywhere. Because the guy in the Statue of Liberty outfit, I don't know if they're all this broken inside. My suspicion is yes. But he just sort of, like, he doesn't even stand up straight at this point. He's just sort of, like, walking along like a marionette whose strings have all been cut. At one point, like, I was driving my way there, and he's sort of shuffling along all sadly. What? Scratching his back with the toy. totally, but but <laughs> like about lucky. an hour and a half later, when I when I was leaving, Andre by and at that point he's not even holding up the sign. It's like he's dragging it behind uh, him, oh, like a having a smoke. Seriously, you know? like a you know like a smoking uh, statue of liberty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's your liberty for all, you bastards. <laughs> Give me your spare change, your cigarette butts. <laughs> the smoke coming out of the crown. <laughs> I mean, he's dragging it like a hobo with an especially heavy bindle. I mean, it was just, it was all, <laughs> and that's the thing when I just, you know, he agreed not to look at me. I agreed not to look at him, See, and we were happier. I, that's why I asked you that, because I, I always feel like I'm just going to, like, kind of be smiling as I drive by and seem to notice something very interesting about the traffic light that's always been there, but I've never noticed before. And that they take the stupid thing and they stick it on children. You know what I mean? Tell me, uh, where did the shampoo bottle touch you? Was it he here? Oh, it was there. Oh, I'm sorry. No one should be touched there by the shampoo bottle. That's all very disturbing. And that's oh. a leave-in conditioner, too. Oh, yeah, that, too. Wow. That, might, that might be at another location in the suburbs. I don't even know what you're referring to. Uh, okay. okay. Hello, Sarah. Hello. I hate to reveal the process here, but uh, what's happening? Uh, we should probably do this next break because we're coming to up to the last hour. Oh, we're hour. coming up on the last hour. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. all right. Um, well, before okay, well, let's do this. Before we do anything else, so in this last hour, we're going to take uh, as many of your calls as possible, and then uh, we're also going to do the high concept topic for today, high concept Wednesday, which is uh, as this program, the Rick Emerson uh, Radio Show, which is with its many awkward discussions of foam rubber hot dogs, moves to uh, KUFO tomorrow morning. To the delight of everyone, um, or at least us, and that's really what matters. Um, as we move, we're going to be uh, doing a high-concept topic about the first song we play. Uh, what should that be? So be thinking about it right now. Right now, the lines are all full, but we'll come back. We'll get some calls. We'll do the high-concept thing. Um, and really, and I do, I do want to say this. Um, it's not like we're never going to talk to, 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 to you know any of the folks who have filled in again, but I do want to take a moment here to say... As we have said to you know to Todd and to Don uh, Don Taylor and to David Walker, I said you know he's got a he's out of town at the moment he's got a job and I sent him an email. But 
really in a, in a very true sense. I don't I don't know. I guess Sarah and I would have kept coming here every day. I mean, we would have done something, but I don't know how the show. I don't see how we would have ultimately fixed uh, that problem. I don't know how we would have. I don't know how we would have proceeded. I'm not saying we couldn't have, but I'm saying I don't know what we would have done uh, in in you know after everything sort of went went bad in December if we had not had so many talented people who were giving us the very selfless gift of 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 your voice and your time and your talent and 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 your wit and all that and, and, I, and I and your nose kettle and uh, your yes, well, molesting stories. What and I your, can bring. And, well, I, I and acid trip that. stories. Oh, yeah. And your st- stories about, yes, I'm dropping <laughs> acid. Um, and peeing in my truck. Yes. Is that in your too. official bio? Uh, well, it can, it can be. Oh, good. It I can. forgot about the peeing in your truck story. Yeah. Oh, good That times. was amazing. So, I mean, really, just honestly, I mean, I, and I really do mean this. It just, it just has meant the world and, and beyond that and everything. Because I, I don't know what we would have done. And the idea that, that we would have... Not just one, not just two, but but multiple uh, people who are just sort of for the love of the game and and just you know and just to for the love of the show and and whatever and broadcasting and for the love of of just of broadcasting because there's a difference between and as we said about Leno versus Letterman, you know Leno's a, uh, a, a you know a stand-up comic as a TV show, whereas David Letterman is a broadcaster, mm-hmm. and there are people that are DJs and there are people that are like you know doing a talk show. Because it pays well, or because so like it's it's the next thing in their career ladder, or whatever. And there are people who are broadcasters, and we've been fortunate enough to have broadcasters and journalists and entertainers come in and help us with it. And you, you, you are one of those those folks, Dave. And so I, I really do want to thank you. And I, I know I speak for everybody uh, here and everybody in the audience as well. I mean, it's just meant the whole world to us. So so thank you so much. And um, uh, so before we break here, so we I know you've got. <laughs> we, 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 well, you know, we want to be playing a Barbara Streisand music bed underneath this. Oh. I'll sing. I'll be seeing you. Um, <laughs> we won't jinx it by talking specifics, but I know you are endeavoring to put uh, something together for the television. Um, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? I'll let you. I'll let you. Well, you know, we, we've been talking about the economy, and obviously, a lo- the reason a lot of us have been coming in to try to, to help out is because after you know Tim was, was laid off, he kind of joined the ranks of a lot of us out there, and, and one of the. I had a home improvement show uh, for the last couple of years uh, on a Brand X station. I don't need to mention. Uh, you know, according to their website, you're uh, you're going to be on this Saturday. There, still there, yeah. yeah. Never had left it. Isn't that nice? Uh, but I think nowadays, with the economy the way it is, um, a lot of people who used to hire folks to do certain things can no longer afford to do that. So I still. Tim is pointing at himself right now. <laughs> the whole month, manual labor. Don't you hate that? And finding that nobody cleared weeds for four years. <laughs> <laughs> I was cursing, let me tell you. Find a whole car underneath there. Oh, it looks <laughs> so bad. Well, I just think that, you know, there, this is really the time and the place where we need to have a real straightforward do-it-yourself type, type of TV program where we actually show you step-by-step step what needs to be done. And, you know, the thing that drives me crazy about DIY shows on, on TV is that, you know, they never make mistakes. And so whenever I've done this program, if I make a mistake, I show it. So very, very soon, in the very near future, we're going to be proposing this business model to another uh, television station in town. And so wish, you know, wish me luck. And hey, I think we're going luck. to try to convince them that, that hey, th- now is really more than ever. We need to really be doing this kind of local, do-it-yourself kind Absolutely. of program. That's an amazing idea. I mean, I know a lot of people who, yeah, who've bought houses, and they, they probably don't have the money to fix them up now at this mm-hmm. point. Or uh, pay somebody to fix them up. Well, and there's a lot of home improvement shows on TV, but I think really this market deserves to have a local show. They can also not just show you how to do things, but show you the 
pe- the people who you can call right. and that you can drive to locally to get the products that you need. It is all about locality. You're right they on. Well, and this is a great example of what you guys are doing here. You're replacing a nationally syndicated show. That's excellent. That's what we need more of in our economy nowadays. Well, I, it is. I wish you all the best, and I know I speak for everybody Absolutely. here, everybody in the audience. And uh, we we will have you back. You will. Uh, we will. We you will hear from us again, and we will hear from you, and hopefully be seeing you very soon. So, uh, D Schmidtke at Comcast.net. You gotta get a bet. Get a buy a URL. It's like ten dollars. Oh, I know, I know. Me scared of computers. Although I must say, after our last show, I did get contacted by a, a fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, spacing on the name right now. I really apologize. I think it's Jay. Who has offered to build a web page for me for, for free just to? And oh, I really cool. appreciate Fantastic. that. Fantastic. That is the uh, really Emerson nice. audience right there. So, yeah. all right, Dave Schmicky, ladies and gentlemen. Back after this, uh, we'll get your phone calls around the corner. Tim Riley is here. Sarah X. Dillon, Richie Bristol, myself. Uh, we'll get your phone calls and we'll talk about uh, the first song we'll be playing tomorrow on Rock 101 KUFO, which is today's high concept topic. That's all on the way. Stay there. Your phone calls next on the Rick Emerson radio program. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. I love the song. I love this show. Me too, Sarah. We only have 45 more minutes. And then to the future and beyond. Two hours, you're taking us to dinner. That's true. Yeah, I'm also you, doing CBS. that. <laughs> it's 503 Really, it's all well, about Tim the dinner. Tim and I are so excited for a free dinner. <laughs> and free T-shirts. Don't forget free T-shirts. Oh, that's right. We don't have the new company stuff, do we? Hey, I wonder if we can demand KUFO shirts at this point. Ooh. I don't think we have to demand them. I think they generously provide well, them. we're still AM 977. Maybe we can at like 301. Hey, by the way, the uh, CW, um, uh, they, they, had, they, they had a surplus. I think they, they, they had uh, too many or they got sent the wrong amount or whatever. Anyways, they, uh, they gave me some Gossip Girl shirts. Uh, <gasps> Y'all would like those. Oh, and I have to bring that Gossip Girl in for... Uh, Please right. do. I'll trade you a shirt for that DVD. You know what I have? Uh, what Paddock gave me? A pre-copy of, of the next two episodes of Gossip Girl. No. It how do you get them? Good. I'll bring them in. Yeah. We'll pass them around. Uh, we're going to get uh, phone calls here. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a ton of phone calls in the next uh, little while. Get phone calls, phone calls, and still more phone calls. Then we will uh, take a break. And then after that, we'll do the high uh, concept topic for today. Before we do anything else, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, Susan. Don't F with me under any circumstances ever, or I will have everybody you know obliterated, Reynolds. Wow. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. We should say first and foremost that Susan is in Chicago uh, <gasps> at the, the moment. Green? I am in Chicago right now. I've been listening on the stream, though. Uh, as often as I can, and I just wanted to say, guys, I am so excited about tomorrow and the future. And Tim Riley, welcome back. Thank you, Susan Reynolds. It'll be great working with you again. I'm looking oh my gosh, to it. it's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. You know, for the longest time, I sort of felt like we were this little, like sort of like the little train that could, you know. Mm-hmm. And now we're busting through to the other side. You know, we oh, are. Boy. This station, Susan, is the brave little toaster. It really is. I know. It really is. And I, and I felt like we, there were just a few of us that were sort of pushing a, a giant boulder up the hill, you know. And, um, and now it, it's, it's just the possibilities are going to be endless, and we are going to have so much fun. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be it, – it, if I could just say, and I, you know, I won't even bother to list specifics because there's too many to name at this point, but I – 
over the last few days as that we've been putting this together, it's weird because I would sort of see these, you know, you, like everybody, every company's like this, where you see emails go out to like a whole department, or you see emails that go out to the whole company. But you know, it's it's, it's an email that where the, the subject of the email is really stuff that probably you know maybe you're not working on. It's a project somebody else is doing. You kind of go, oh, I guess yeah. they're doing that. And over the last few days, I would just see these. I would see these emails that would go out, like Lisa Wood, uh, our promotions director at KUFO. That's going to be weird. Um, I, mean, I know re- she said that this morning, and I'm like, oh, God, because... Adjusting my brain to everything, I know, but... like, now you guys work for me. I'm like, oh, God. But uh, but she would, you know, send out these these sort of emails about upcoming cool events or, or whatever, and I would think, ah, that's cool, but that's really great. There's a, they're a lucky... Oh, wait a minute. We're lucky. That's fantastic. We rule, no, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the great news is, because uh, because I am the overlord that I am, you'll still be working with me. Yes. Well, of course, we would. that was actually a stipulation. We wouldn't have had it any other way. I said, no, 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 by God, by God, and a bigger office for her as well. In fact, her office needs to be the entire first floor. Well, my office can't get much bigger, but if it could, I have to, you know. We should say at this point that Susan Reynolds... Tear down another wall. As... Mr. McDonald, <laughs> tear down this wall. <laughs> We should say that, that as a if if one ever needs to know exactly what kind of a power broker Susan Reynolds is, Susan has the biggest office. I would say not only in this building, but in fact in all of the CBS Radio Portland uh, cluster. It is bigger than the general manager's office. It is bigger than the office of any of the program directors. It is I think it is almost bigger than our studio in some ways. I mean, in terms of usable uh, square footage. So that really is that's the kind of power player that you are, Susan. Right, and we do have a lot of fun conversations in there, I might add. If those, you know, I mean, if people could hear some of the things, uh, well, anyway, I also have a TV now that gets the Dish Network. Yeah, no, they they came through and they were, we had, because we've had that down here uh, for a while, but I think upstairs they, there was like no television upstairs, and so there was this great multi-stage process where the guy's in there one day installing the TV, and then he just leaves, and then for like three weeks, it's just the demo video looping, the 30-second Welcome to Dish TV or whatever the hell it is. You know, right. you, you, you know, you'll get lots of digital programming and you know for the whole family. And then it would stop it. Welcome to Dish TV. You'll get lots. And it ran for like three weeks. And the thing is, and but she didn't turn it off. Like it just kept running. And I went. Well, I was so excited. They have a working television. Uh, but that's not the reason you gave. I go into Susan's office and the demo video for the for the satellite TV company is just looping over and over and over and again. And I said. Why why do you still have that on? Why don't you just turn it off? And Susan, I swear to God, without thinking, says, well, you know, like in case there's breaking news or something. <laughs> well, and then I told them, you know, when they said, oh, they'll come back like, and like fix the, it. Like the guy on the TV is going to, welcome to Dish TV. Oh, my God, it's raining toads. <laughs> I told them no rush because it's four years till the next inauguration, you know. Uh, we, we should say that um, it, it just as we get ready to make the big move to KUFO, that you know, since we've been here, just uh, that that you, Susan Reynolds, um, just has been just the biggest believer in the show, and and has just been in our corner just from the very beginning, and has helped immeasurably, uh, aided by a whole bunch of folks, including you know, the Bridget uh, from upstairs, and, and any any you know any number of of, of other people that we, you know that it would just you know, the naming them all right now would just be non non. Oh yeah, efficient. no, we but, have an awesome team, and but I will say that a couple minutes ago when before you picked up the phone and you guys were all saying I love this show, I love this show, and I was standing here in the corner of a hospital saying me too. People it, are looking at me kind of funny, but still, and it, I do love the show. And really, it just has meant it just has meant so much to to be working, and I would say that you know. It, 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 it sounds like we're saying goodbye. We're really not. We're just, you know, it's, it's onward and upward. But 
CBS Radio has just been the best place I have ever worked. Uh, and, Absolutely. And that really is saying something because we've worked for, you know, all of us. Good, good companies, bad companies, a lot of companies in between. This has just been the best the best place uh, to work, and it will continue to be so. And a lot of that is just that the people here, everybody is, you know, kind of pull, pulling in the same direction. And uh, so we're, we're, we're glad to be part of the team. And, you you know, the fact that you are, you know, so supportive has, has meant a lot to us. So, in any Well, I, it's been my pleasure, and I cannot wait uh, to see what comes next because, you know, it's going to be lots of big stuff, and we can come up with as many crazy ideas. And a lot of them now are actually going to happen. Not crazy, Susan. Wacky, wacky ideas. Okay, uh, wacky. Uh, travel so, safe. Anyways, best uh, wishes for a good night's sleep tonight. No, that's not going to happen. It didn't no happen last night either. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I can't wait, guys. So right. I will uh, I will see you guys on right. Monday, and we will uh, continue onward and upward. Thank you, Susan. All right, there Thank you go. Susan. Susan Reynolds, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru. No, Excellent. It's not the Green River thing because uh, every year for St. Patrick's Day, they dye the river. Oh, in Chicago? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really cool looking. All right, let's take uh, as many phone calls as we can here. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello. Hello, Rick, Tim, Sarah. Is Hi, this Andy. Andy, the homeschool kid? Hello, sir. <laughs> yes. Um, I had a thought for your first song to play. Yes. In fact, here's what we'll do. Um, it just it just from from now on, in fact, from now till the end of the program, we got about 40 minutes, something like that. Um, we will go ahead and we're not going to do a, I mean, we will do a high concept topic. What we're going to do is we're just going to, we're going to just take them as they come and we will fold the high concept calls in with anything else. So we will make it just totally open phones from now till the end of the show. Uh, we got about 40 minutes here. So, uh, we are uh, trying to figure out what our first song ought to be on KUFO tomorrow. I mean, you know, I mean, really we got anything in the whole wide world to choose from, but I got to, you know, we got to figure out something here. So, uh, we will take those calls. We'll take, uh, questions about the new show, questions about this show. They're just random ruminations, memories, musings, whatever. So, uh, what do you got, sir? I was thinking the uh, Battlestar Galactica version of All Along the Watchtower. Oh, the uh, the Bear McCrary version of All Along the Watchtower. Yes. yes. Um, somebody had suggested, I think, the Hendrix version, and somebody had suggested the Battlestar Galactica theme. So this is sort of the confluence of, of those two things. Somebody else uh, suggested the... Uh, the theme to Halo 2. So mm. I'm going to take all that under advisement. Probably not. All right. Thank you, Andy. You're going to try and play that later. <laughs> we'll try to get that on. Yeah, for I'll you, just try Andy. to get that on for your sport. All right, you keep rocking. See ya. Okay. Thank you. All right, guy. All right, you stay in the groove, Thagger. All right. Hello. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. What's up? Hey, Rick. What's going on? Hey. Hey, I was wondering, uh, when can I get new shirts? Because I can't very well advertise AM 970 when I'm doing karaoke anymore. Well, now let's be let's be uh, clear that AM 970 uh, will will remain even when we are no longer on the station. It will remain part of the CBS radio. I know, family. but I'm part of the army. You know, I'm a I'm a glorious bastard. I think that be that being said, if you'd like to use uh, your person to advertise a specific show, uh, that would be uh, that would be us. So, um, I guess uh, to answer the question of where this uh, guy can get a shirt that advertises our new home, Rock 101 KUFO, let's talk to Rock 101 KUFO Promotions Director Lisa Hello. Wood. Hello. You're the lady um, with the key to the T-shirt closet. Only yes. you guys get those, though, because they say staff, they say on, staff the on the back. That's right. Oh, my God. Excellent. Please don't ever say keep rocking again. Um, how about, uh, I'm just kidding. How about, uh, I was going to say, uh, stay hard, but that sounds worse. No, but that's what we're so excited about is that you're going to be the same show yes. on a different station. Yeah. Talk hard. Yeah. And we do oh, have um, listeners. I'm so on that same page. Um, so this guy was... So, yeah, yeah. You can come to, you can come to the next KUFO uh, street hit, as it were, and we can we can maybe hook you up. Excellent. Okay. So, um, but the... uh, and that would be when and where? Oh, God. Tomorrow, uh-huh. joke, joke, joke. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, Saturday, we will be at uh, at the the closeout club. 
from, t- I think, 2 to 3 p.m. It's all at, uh, it's at KUFO.com. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, 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 just go to okay. KUFO.com. All right, the KUFO.com. And one more thing. Yes. Um, I'm not going to hang up on you. <laughs> uh, one more thing. Um, I had to get a jump on this. Uh, I think you should use the uh, Family Guy uh, FCC song. Oh, the uh, the one from when they came back. Was that the one from when they came back on the air? No, the one from when they came back, that started with uh, all yes. the listing of all the canceled shows. That's right. was from the freaking mm-hmm. FCC. Yeah. All right, okay, right. Not bad. Uh, this guy's chin looks like, yeah, okay, I'm all right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks. All right, there you go. <laughs> Uh, hi, you're on the uh, Rick Emerson radio Hello, program. Hello, Dream Team. Hello, hi, hey. The, the um, radio killed the video star by the Ramones. The first tune that was played on MTV. Oh, the no, the uh, the, 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 the 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 Buggles is who you're thinking of there. Oh, the Buggles. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramones also. I I don't know, but this seems like kind of a buzzkill song, though. Oh no, it's wonderful. It's wonderful because they are radio stars. And, and who are you talking about right but now? But it's video killed the radio star. The radio yeah. star would be the rock group, not the radio star. Wow, this call is like an Escher painting. I know. It's, everyone's like trying to It's like you. I'm folding in on myself over here. All right, we'll, uh, we'll put it on the list. We'll take it under the list. All right, thank yes. you. Try to get it all for you. All right, thank you. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, thoughts on our first song, Lisa Wood? Okay, so here's my question. Does it have to be uh, in the KUFO format? We are the law, Lisa. You can play whatever you want. I don't know. Uh, sure. <laughs> okay, well, I say uh, you should play Queen. We are the champions. Let's try that and see how it works. Uh, I'm sorry? We are the champions. And then I'm just going to picture what's-his-name from Revenge of the Nerds running what? along with oh, that big bouncy javelin. No. Oh, gosh. All right. But thank you for the T-shirts. <laughs> do I have to do it the radio way where it's like you play that and we will rock you back-to-back? No. Because, you know, there's that thing Didn't in radio. Did you say you like, were the law? No, but I'm just saying there's like that thing in radio where there's like certain songs for no apparent reason that have to be played mm-hmm. by like Live and Love and Made and Heartbreaker. Like, there's yeah. some rule that you like, you, like DJ, like you got to play them both back-to-back. You can't. Or maybe Radio Gaga. I don't know. Somehow Queen just seems to... to Fit. Would you accept like a stone cold crazy? Maybe. All right. But you're like a we are the champions because you're into the vibe of the thing. Because you're like, yeah, you're like here we come. It, you know what? It's going to be, we haven't had live local radio on the mornings in KUFO for since 11 years. a long time ago. 11 years. Actually, because I'll tell you this, because I, awesome. I came to Portland 11 years ago and I came here about a month after Howard went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I came here, Howard was sort of a brand new thing. He, they just put him on KUFO. Uh, and so that, so I know it was 11 years ago, uh, was the last time they had a live morning show there. Yeah. And I, mean, you know, and I'm not, and I'm, it goes without saying, I, 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 all the respect for Howard and Corolla and all those guys, it's, I'm not trying to knock them. It's just not, you know, it's just not local. So I just think it should be like celebratory and not the Halo soundtrack because that's so doom and gloom. Nickel pass. No, God. Okay. I have to go. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa Wood. Thank you, Lisa. All right. Hey, uh, hello, hey, sir or madam is the case may be. Yes. Hi. Hey. Hey. I got, uh, First suggestion. Yes. Woke up this morning by Alabama Three. Oh, that's the okay, not the smoke two joints. That's the uh, that's the Sopranos theme. No, yeah, Alabama Three, and it's from the uh, Exile and Cold Harbor Link soundtrack right. uh, album. Got it. All Great right. Great album. Excellent. Uh, really quickly, I wanted to tell you that Costco has wasabi cheese, and it is fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. I like, by the way, that the two things have equal importance in your mind. The very first thing we're going to do is we make this broadcast leap to a station with 20 times the power and a, a massive listening base, and it's a huge opportunity. And also, there's wasabi cheese at Costco. Hey, I know how important cheese is. It is. It's one of the food groups. And for my last comment, what was that I heard a little while back about you being like... 
compassionate towards people in giant foam suits? I mean, what is this? He wasn't. I, I, I don't know what you're, what are you referring to, sir? I was, you were talking about the guy in the shampoo well, bottle. And I'm the just saying, the, we should all, you know, when someone has that job, look, everybody needs a job, and every job needs somebody to do it. But we should all just agree to, you know, ignore one another so they're not being reminded that they're in a giant, you know, cosmetic bottle. No, 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 no. Where else are we going to get stories about people in giant foam suits getting the crap kicked out of them? Well, no, we'll report those. We're just not going to be doing the kicking. That'll be, uh, that'll be children, mm-hmm. sir, pushing mascots down a hill as they do. We'll then report and laugh. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Hi, you're on the uh, Rick Emerson Radio Program. Hello. Hello, I have a suggestion for the song tomorrow. Yes. Calypso by John Denver. I love John Denver. It's a little bit rocking. Well, first of all, that's almost certainly not true. Secondly, I don't think I know the song Calypso. Oh, I do. Oh, when they claim the bell at the beginning in the intro. Sarah, do you know the song Calypso? Um, I might if I heard it. You uh. Yeah, it's, it's pretty upbeat. All right, and is it, is it in fact in the Calypso style? Kind of, yes. Well, we can. Here's the thing, you know, because we're, we're always accused of terrifying the audience into thinking it's going to be a format change. That way we could actually terrify the KUFO audience into thinking it's going to be a format change. But we just start with Proud Mary. All right. Excellent. Yeah, that's been suggested more than once. All right. Calypso, John Denver, on the list. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hey. Hi. You mentioned that Joni was going to be redoing your website. Uh, yeah, probably, and probably not going to be that. Probably tomorrow. I, that was actually happening already, and it just sort of timed out. Uh, well, well but yeah, the website's going to be revamped. Well, I was just wondering if maybe Sarah's been around long enough to get a bio included in that, or maybe not. <laughs> no, that's going to be coming soon. That'll be. Uh, in right. fact, but I'm going to I'm going to amp it up. That it's no longer just going to say coming soon. There's going to be an icon. There's going to be a little yellow icon of a man with a shovel, and it's going to say under construction. Excellent. Well. Uh, wanted to say uh, you're going to be on the air in 14 and a half hours. Sleep well. Thanks. Jackass. I'm so excited. I hadn't really thought about it that way. I'm going to be getting up in 12 and a half hours. Okay, let's not think about it that way. If I go to sleep right now, I should just sleep here. But we're going to dinner in two and a half hours. We'll wake you up. Hi, you're on the uh, Rick Emerson radio program. Hey, Rick. How's it going, man? Hey, what's up? Hey, a question and a comment. Uh, First, a comment. Uh, Congratulations on your show, Tim Sarah. Welcome back, Tim. Thank you. Yeah, and um, my uh, my question was, um, are are you gonna keep the uh, dream theater for the uh, intro? Yes, mm-hmm. I mean for now anyway. I mean, like I don't, I got no plans to to, to just get rid of all that stuff because that stuff is. We, we will have some new imaging as well. Though. Yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna, you know, some of the stuff's gonna change. Like you're, gonna, like they're gonna be a different, uh, there'll be a different voice, uh, like uh, you know, saying the the, the uh, even though the phone number is gonna be the same. It's kind of a weird mixed bag at the moment actually because the phone number we're gonna be in the same studio. This is weird, actually. We're going to be in the same studio, but on a different station. Um, he, all here together with the the you know the, the the whole cast, yet at a different time, the same phone number, but a different voice saying the phone number. Um, the same dream theater opening, at least for now, but then probably some of the bumper music will be changing. It's all very confusing. Um, and you know, I mean, look, I'll be honest. As the show has changed over the years, I mean, we've added stuff. We've, I mean, we used to start the show every day with the Man Song by Trey oh, yeah. Parker. Remember that? So, uh, but I got no plans to get rid of that because it's going to be the same. And this is the thing we were talking to, to everybody about with Chris Paddock earlier. That you know, a, a nighttime show is different than an afternoon show, which is different than a midday show, which is different than a morning show. So there's certain things and what they call formatics, which is basically the, the times at which you do stuff. But it's still the same show. I mean, it is they. It would have been, if they wanted a different show or if they wanted something that was just going to be one size fits all, let's, I mean, I don't mean to sound cynical about it, you can get a box that plays music for like, uh, for like a hundred bucks and then you plug it in and you let it run. 
you know, the idea that they took the time and effort to really, uh, you know, to get a live local show in there, you know, they this show is what they want. So, you know, it's going to be more or less the same. Well, you know, uh, uh, the uh, Dream Theater intro is the thing that actually attracted me to your show in the first place. I was visiting my sister years ago when you were on KOTK, and I just heard, a, a, like, a liner or some kind of ad for your show. And I heard the, I didn't even know what your show was about, but I heard uh, the Dream Theater in the background. I'm a huge Dream Theater fan. I was like, who is this guy who was Dream Theater? <laughs> who is this guy yeah. that's playing prog metal as his opening theme? Yeah, exactly. Yes, and uh, one, one more quick thing. It's yes. going to be awesome listening to your show because I'm a delivery driver, and... Not having to, uh, occasional, I don't know, like, sometimes I, I drive by a, uh, a sign that's like flashing don't walk or something, uh, some other kind of interference and I'll, I'll just like... The station it. completely bottoms out. Yeah. It was all, it was all well and good until I, uh, until I tried to turn on the windshield wipers. Yes. Exactly. Well, we have about uh, 20 times the power. Thank you, sir. And uh, with FM, it's easier to listen inside an office now. It beams into the office. Uh, we have uh, some longtime listeners uh, who have uh, uh, our friend, uh, our good friend Kara, actually had sent us an email about this. She's like, "Hey, big fan," and she's like, "You know, she's she's the uh, I don't even know. You say P1, you say super fan, you say whatever, but I mean, she's really the the hardest of the hardcore." Uh, and she's like, "Hey, I love the show. Listen every day, and everybody, you know, everybody knows, you know, that, that there's you know that there's people who are just you know very very very." into telling every single person they know about the show and spreading the word and and and, and she's one of those and but actually in her office building there uh, they moved her to a different office and I don't think she can actually get the station now it's all staticky and whatever and when we made the announcement she's like I checked you know she's like I checked KUFO comes in clear as a bell bam which is fantastic so all right we'll take a break we'll come back don't go anywhere if you're on hold more phone calls around the corner you stay right there it is the Rick Emerson radio program Hold on. Are you saying that we're not going to start with Gordon Lightfoot either? It's I'm all... sorry. There's no Gordon Lightfoot. All right. We just not have it around. I got it on vinyl at home. Somebody dropped off a CD of the Newsbot singing Wreck of the Evan Fitzgerald. <laughs> we should start with that. Awesome. All six and a half minutes of it. That's amazing. No radio edit. Just leave every every syllable intact. It's the flip side American Pie, I hope. <laughs> we, should have the, we should all have the Newsbot sings. If this was the 80s, you could totally go gold with that. The Newsbot raps. And it would just, you know... It would be one. Totally would be be a whole lot of, you know, bass. How low can you go? Death row. What does a brother know? Let's forget I did that just now. Anywho. Oh, this is perfect. It's not perfect. This is the way to start the show. God, I love John Denver so much, though. My friend, um, he lived in Colorado, and he used to live with John Denver's son. This, we're not playing this tomorrow. I, I'm sorry, I... Oh, will you hear the hook, though? You mean this isn't the hook? Stupid. I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong, but people actually went and bought this. I bought it. Everybody's saying. Wow. Yeah, I. Uh, 
No. No, that's... Uh, How about Crazy by Patsy Cline? Probably also no, but I mean, you know, uh, I've got many, many people saying, Final Countdown by Europe. What else do we have? Fight the Power, Public Enemy. Uh, Code Monkey, Jonathan Colton, something by Arch Enemy. All right, here we Give them to me again, so I'm making a list. Uh, Code Monkey. Uh, let's see, Final Countdown. Code Monkey, Final Countdown. Fight the Power, Code Monkey. Fight the Power, okay. Uh, 18 by Ellis Cooper. I like that song. Hello, hur- Hello hooray, Alice Cooper. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, let's see. Um, Monkey Wrench, Foo Fighters. Ah, I love that song. Me too. Um, boy, that song has got the best scream. I like Everlong scream. better, though. I love, I mean, I'm a big Foo Fighters fan. Uh, well, you know, I was talking about that song, that, uh, mm-hmm. In Your Honor, that title track, which is great. Um, and what is that, uh, I'm a, I'm a bad rock fan. Something. What is that, uh, that, uh, that Foo Fighters song that's got the, the, one of those things is not like the other? That one, it's not, I know that's not the lyric. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. That, that song. Yeah, I like that song. I can never, I can never remember the title of it, though. Uh, That's an obscure name, too, I remember. Let's see. Well, anyway, uh, so we've got all of these. We're going to try to figure it out. Um, Hello, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program, which will be uh, moving to Rock 101 KUFO Mornings meeting tomorrow. Hello, hi. Is this me? Yes, it is. Hello, sir. Cool. Um, By the way, hi, kids, and welcome back, Tim. Great to hear your your dulcet tones. Thank you very much. Um, In any case, uh, I'll make it quick. I was thinking either radio, radio. Um, which you freaked everybody By out. By Elvis Costello, yes. Mm, I like that. Or um, <laughs> Leonard Cohen, everybody knows. Yeah, that seems like it might be putting us off. And l- That's my microphone song right now. <laughs> the depressing low-energy tip, as it were. Yeah, well, Don't get me wrong, yeah. I love that song. We're also not starting with Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen, so save it. Just oh, get away from no. the keyboard now, everybody. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to hear whatever. No, not going to happen. Best show ever, guys. All right, thank you. Bye. Uh, hello. Hi, you're on the uh, Rick Emerson radio program. We're also not starting with Smoke Two Joints by Sublime. We're not starting with anything by Sublime ever. See, and I like Sublime. I don't like that song, but I like Sublime. Hi, uh, you're on the uh, you're on the Rick Emerson show. The thing is, I just I lived in uh, San Diego right after that guy died, and I had to hear it all the time. No, Forty Ounce to Freedom is still one of my all-time favorite albums. Honestly. Yeah. I just yeah, that's a thing that that's a per- I know that's a personal thing for me. It was just like one of those things that was shoved on me everywhere I went out of every jukebox. Uh, and it was always some guy going, yeah, and then they would all raise a glass to him in the bar, and I would just be like, I can't. Why? Do. Because he overdosed being selfish after, like, bringing yes. a new baby into the world? Yes, Sarah. Uh, hello, hi, on the Rick Emerson Show. Good day, Rick Emerson, one last time here on KCMD Portland. Thank you, sir. A um, uh, couple of songs I was thinking, uh, autograph, turn up the radio, because you're turning up the radio. Yes, I, yes. Yes, uh, pump up the volume. And, uh, you mean Pump of the Volume by Mars? Yes. Okay. Uh, nothing Lasts Forever? By Queen? By no, the, wait, Nothing uh, Lasts Forever. Wait, what are we talking about? By the Tim Riley Factor. By the Tim Riley Factor. I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of uh, Who Wants to Live Forever. No, we're not going to be starting with anything by the Tim Riley Factor. Envision um, uh, by Queen, of course. What was it? And um, I'm just very, very excited that it's uh, going to be in the morning because it's going to force me to get out on sales calls so much earlier. I can't... Uh, you know, park my big butt in the office drinking coffee till 10. The uh, the Rick Emerson so, Show is the key to increase worker productivity, it's, sir. It's going to actually revive the economy because the sales force here in the Portland metro area will be forced to uh, be united and get out on the road earlier. Uh, early bird gets the worm, if you will. Excellent. So, well, and also to hear the Rick Emerson uh, out there in Dufer at the Combine Festival, if you will. Yeah, I don't know where, where we were going there at the end of the call, but thank you. I appreciate it. I think his, thank you, sir. I think his cell phone dropped out, but I think he was suggesting One Vision by Queen, uh, which is great. It has a great build, by the way. 
That's the great thing about that song. By, I mean, everything's great about it. But, that, but One Vision My Queen has that whole dun 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 dun, and then it has that. There's going be a lot of requests uh, for Queen, though. That might be. Everybody loves Queen, Sarah. Gotta do too. Also, by the way, uh, One Vision gets points for being an Iron Eagle with Jason Gedrick and Lou Gossett Jr. All right, you're coming up on Devil's Face. That's where Jimmy Branson bought it. Sorry. Uh, should we take a break here? Get this out of the way. Let's do it. All right. Our final break. We can start with Spinal Tap. I'm just saying, tonight I'm going to rock you. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves the tap. After this, the Rick Emerson Show comes back to wrap up our tenure on AM 970. Stay there. Part of the broadcasting day, the final segment of the Rick Emerson radio program. This email says, Rick. I am a longtime diehard fan. I just wanted to say goodbye to you and to the show. Oh, no. There's some new morning guy starting on KUFO, and I've decided to focus on him. Good luck. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate that. All right. Oh, I love people. All right. So how long do we have here before the final music uh, begins? Uh, let's see. About six minutes. All right. Well, let's do, um, like, maybe one more bank of calls, and then we'll do, uh, and then my final thought. Fantastic. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello. Rick. Hey. Con- congratulations to the whole crew. Thank you, sir. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Ooh, boy, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. No, I'm afraid that's not in the library. I don't think, in fact, I think all copies of that song have, uh, they've vanished, sir. <laughs> Yesterday, your show made me realize that I am the ultimate glorious bastard. How so? Uh, your high topic question, high concept about uh, bands you saw before they were famous. Yes, sir. I saw the Led Zeppelin here in town. Really? Where at and when? Uh, 1970 Memorial Coliseum, and it gets even better. I saw all the tours and have since found a place online where every show they did pretty much was recorded, except for three shows out of all those years. And, of course, the one show that was not recorded was that one, which was the best out of all of them. I mean, you listen to the library, some are good, some are bad, but the best right here in Portland never got recorded. Don't take this the wrong way, but uh, die. Die slowly. Uh, <laughs> die in a fire. All right, thank die you, in. sir. You're welcome. All right, God bless you, my friend. All right, there you go, there's that guy. Uh, okay. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello. Hey, Rick. Yes. Uh, a couple of months ago, you did that Dennis Miller rant for a day thing. Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah, there was that cat who got on and did this whole riff about how you should be on FM. That would be a brilliant way to start, I think. Um, was that person you? No, no, no. Damn, then I don't know that I have it. Uh, oh. I remember, yeah, we were do, we were giving away tickets to see Dennis Miller at Spirit Mountain Casino, and yeah, the deal is you had to call up and rant about something for sixty seconds. And there was a guy who made uh, this speech about how we ought to be on an FM station. Well, I wish I knew who he was. Don't call up and pretend to be him. Uh, I'm just. Uh, uh, I'll have to go back and see if I might have. I might have uh, archived that. I might have pulled that and saved it. So I'll look into it. All right. Thank you for reminding me of that, sir. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. By the way, a little geek check. This one says, Rick. The song should be the song you would want to hear after the vanquishing of all your enemies while hearing the lamentations of their women. All right. Oh, I'll look into that. That's probably something by Weezer. Oh, speaking of which, I've had several people suggest uh, Troublemaker by Weezer, which is not a bad song. It's up that uh, Red album, which is the one that just uh, came out. Oh, hey, I can play. There's that, uh, there's that I am the greatest man who's ever lived. There you go. The uh, see, that's an obvious choice, Sarah. Uh, hi, you're on the uh, Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello. Hey. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. 
Um, it's got to be, uh, I believe I can fly by R. Kelly, right? <laughs> yes. No, I was it's like you're um, reading my mind. Well, uh, how about some uh, Back in Black, ACDC? Uh, ACDC, actually many, many people have suggested an ACDC. We've had Back in Black, we've had Highway to Hell, we've had Hell's Bells, we've had, for those about the rock, uh, we've had Long Way to the Top, if you want to rock and roll, which I quite like. Um, that one almost gets, the, 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 it's a long way to the top, almost gets, almost gets the nod because it's like everything. It's, the, it's an album opener. It's yeah. ACDC, which is a band everybody can agree on. It's got bagpipes. It was in School of Rock with Jack Black. It, it fits thematically. Too many things that it can't go wrong. I mean, really, and I mean, it's, and again, just to get back to the, and also, hey, it's ACDC. So, yeah. I would say the odds right now are like 30% that it's going to be an ACDC song, period, just because it's, it's the band with whom you can never go wrong. If you're ever in a bar in a strange town, and you're just not really sure what music to put on the jukebox, and you're afraid the wrong song might get your ass beaten, you will never, ever, ever, ever get in trouble in a bar by putting on ACDC. No one will ever have a problem with that, so, no. yeah. How about maybe uh, Tom Petty's last DJ? I think maybe that would maybe if, if we if it was ending if the story was ending poorly if the story yeah. was ending on a down note but it's not and and it's a it's a great song don't we well, played I mean, that wrote song that about Jim Ladd right you know every here's the thing is like every DJ claims it's about him Stern claims it's about him <laughs> Imus claims it's about him really? Jim Ladd is like and it's about me Jim Ladd and who only Petty knows I don't think he's ever said but yeah. all right thank you sir all right and by the way we should actually say this that um. You will. We got a couple minutes here, uh, and then we're gonna gonna wrap it up, uh, and then we will uh, see you tomorrow on Rock 101 KUFO. I, I'll say this actually: the reason we didn't play like the last DJ today, or uh, you know, Radio Gaga, or whatever, and we did all that stuff on Monday, and, and we did a lot of it in December uh, when everything went you know went went uh, went poorly, um, is that you know, the same reason that we? Did, it's the same reason that that we. As much as we're taking calls, we played that whole montage at the beginning. Then that we didn't do a lot of like, uh, you know, like thing, you know, things you'll miss about things you remember, things the, the memory that you have because like that stuff all sort of implies, you know, that's like this, that's the stuff you do when you're like getting ready to hang it up. That's the stuff that you do when you know when like you know when Carson's getting ready to, to walk off into the sunset or whatever. And you know what? That, that day comes for everybody eventually, but that is not this day um, because this really is. I mean, it really is in, in the truest sense. It is just a just a, a massive. It's a it's a, a massive, exciting, great, wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. And what makes it even better is that whether you're listening live tomorrow and in the morning, whether you are listening on the stream, whether you're listening on the podcast. I mean, the great thing about it is, is that we are gaining this whole new group of people that are hopefully going to be into what we do, and we we are keeping everybody. Because the technology and the, the, the coalescing of the stations all exist in such a way that we can move forward without, you know, we can move forward without without losing, you know, losing anything from where we are now, which is just great. It's just the best thing ever. So, Tim Riley, final thoughts? I just happen to be back. I am shocked. It still doesn't feel like we're actually here. Mm -hmm, I know. I know the feeling. Sarah Dillon? I am so excited. And I'm so, so excited that we all get to go and do it together. There's nobody mm -hmm. else I'd rather work. Like wake up and work with. Absolutely, uh, I feel the same way. And I'll say this, um, you know, as with everything else, there is a, a an analog in the world of rock and roll. And somebody said one time about Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley had a very simple idea. Uh, that is, when you buy a ticket to see Kiss, you become his boss for two hours, and his job is to entertain you. And you know, we've always felt uh, the same way. Uh, and so we're not here to to solve the problems of politics. We're not here to solve the problems of the economy. We are here to solve the problem of boredom and lack of amusement, and we are here to make your day a little bit brighter. And so to everybody who has listened, to everybody who gave us this opportunity and has brought us to this point, 
uh, it it never, ever, ever goes unappreciated, and it means more than we could possibly express. And we will see every one of you tomorrow morning on Rock 101 KUFO. So for all of us here, thank you, and we will see you tomorrow. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Will you fight? No! We will run! And we will live! This could be the greatest night of our lives. But you're gonna let it be the worst. And I guarantee a week won't go by in your life. You won't regret walking out, letting them get the best of you. Well, I'm not going home. You've got too far! And I'm gonna stay right here and fight for this lost cause. A day may come when the courage of men fails. But it is not this day. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. You're going to work harder than you ever worked before. But that's fine. We'll just get tougher with it. If a person grits his teeth and shows real determination, failure is not an option. That's how winning is done. Believe me when I say we can break this army here. And win just one for the Gipper. But I say to you, what every warrior has known since the beginning of time, You've got to get mad! I mean plum mad dog made. If you would be free men, then you must fight to fulfill that promise. Let us cut out their living guts one inch at a time. And they will know what we can do! Let no man forget how menacing we are. We are lions. You're like a big bear, man. This is your time. Seize the day. Never surrender. Victory or death. Who's with me? Gentlemen in England, now a bed. So no, my name is the Lord. But I tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our independence day. Attention FM DJs in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep is now concluded. Thanks for listening.